Well, hello, people of Defender House, and welcome back to another Big Roundup podcast. Uh, this one's a little different. There hasn't been, like, a huge amount of new AAA releases. Uh, we do have one. As you can see from the title, we will be talking about the new Ratchet and Clank, Ratchet and Clank game on the PlayStation 5. Uh, but also, uh, you know, a little thing called E3 happened. Or sort of. <laughs> it, it's more like a just general period of time now, rather than just focusing on E3 itself. There's like 14 different conferences run by eight different companies, 16 different shows all over the place. Uh, so I think we're just going to more talk about, and I guess review... Um, not E3, but, like, the period of announcements. The last, like, month, three weeks, two weeks, whatever. You guys know what we mean. Uh, for the second segment of E3, we will be bringing on our friend Ben, who is a part of our podcast. Uh, if you don't know, we have a podcast, Defend the Podcast, on all the usual platforms. iTunes, Spotify, uh, Podbean, etc. Pretty much everywhere, I think, where podcasts are. And that's just kind of where we chat about everything that isn't, you know, the usual big AAA uh, releases. Everything else that fills in the gaps. Yeah, it's sort of a hybrid episode. We've got like a podcast chat more for the second half mm -hmm. because, you know, E3, eh, it's, it's significant. It's, it's significant. There really wasn't one last year. It was, you know, because it was, everything was so ever-changing last year, which is fine. Um, but, you know, we, we definitely got more of a... A bit more of a focused thing uh, this year. There yeah. were definitely, there was definitely like you know, a couple of days of game announcements, there relatively was. speaking. There was. So there was. Yeah, and then we have the uh, the ratchet chat, rat ratchet, ratchet, a rat chat, ratchet and <laughs> chat. Yeah. Okay. So ratchet and uh, ratchet and clank, rift apart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I should probably say that I am a huge Ratchet and Clank fan. Mm -hmm. It is probably uh, the IP, the franchise, whatever, that I have stuck with the longest. I'm just trying to think, just in case I'm incorrect, like back to the PlayStation 2 days. I can't even... Like, think about which IPs have survived that long and not just completely shit the bed some way. You say Halo, I guess, is uh, 20 years this year and Ratchet is yeah. 20 years uh, next next year at some point, so... Yeah, Halo... Uh, um. <laughs> let's... We'll, we'll maybe talk about... I don't, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Stuck with slash have remained excited by Halo maybe is not. But I mean... I would I say know. Halo counts. I would say Halo. Yeah, Camp. I would say so too. I think to not say that would yeah, be lying. <laughs> I think so. It's, um, there's only a few left. There's only a few left. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm not going to go down the Halo um, rabbit hole right now. But a lot of franchises along the way have just, like, they pivoted. Uh, gaming changes. I understand Halo is one that's obviously switched companies. And it's just... The reason why we were talking like a little bit negative about Halo is just because it is like it's not in its glory days anymore. Some franchises no, yeah. can't keep up. Ratchet is been going for twenty years being made by the same studio. Mm -hmm. I, I can't think of anything that is doing that still that has like still is putting out new games yeah. in a franchise from the same studio. And 
I think the strangest thing about Ratchet, and this is kind of yeah. jumping into the review, it's surprising to me how close it is to the first game in the franchise 20 years ago. Um, yeah. Obviously, the format has evolved. Uh, if you've seen anything about Rift, Rift Apart? I don't know why I can't Rift remember the, the subtitle. Like, like yeah. Uh, have you seen anything like Rift, about the game? You probably, you probably know the you gimmick. The tech, shut up, would you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's a gimmick. Sorry, please. You've probably Continue. seen like, the gimmick and the technology, but when it comes to the basic format of the game, um, I was quite surprised how untouched the format, format of uh, Ratchet and Clank still is. It really yeah, I... feels like an old PlayStation 2 game at times, but like spruced yeah. up and shined up to an absolute T, which maybe I think it makes a lot of sense that it is still a very simple, familiar formula because 2016's Ratchet was like you know the most like bare bones Ratchet, mm. right? Um, and I think was sort of a a series sort of reboot in a way, and I would consider Rift Apart like the first real ratchet game in this what i in what i would consider like a rebooting of the series and and i think they have to ramp back up into the craziness you know that we got to by by the time a, a crack in time was coming out you know yeah um and i think rift apart is a good first step after like the super basic 2016 game you have like a really really well-made, really familiar ratchet-ass ratchet game that is sort of easing people back into the franchise uh, or introducing them. I think a lot of people, this will be their first ratchet game. Um, mm -hmm. And then I would hope to see them start to get crazier and crazier with each sequel, which I'm sure they will. Yeah. Uh, I have to uh, do my best should, should... not to be biased in this review. Right. I'm going to try my best, because I do have criticisms, wow. which we will get to. But, um, you know, there is a lot of sentimentality. I think before the game came out, we were talking on Discord. And there really is nothing left um, from my childhood, uh, IP-wise, <laughs> that hasn't been tarnished. And that has just continued to slowly excel. Decay. Yeah. Well, everything yeah. else is decay. I'm saying that there isn't anything left that has not decayed. Oh, sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it's just very, you know, uh, it's very heartwarming uh, to see that out of everything, from fucking yeah. Harry Potter to Lord of the Rings, everything has, like, stumbled and tripped, Fallout, Mass Effect, all these things that we loved. And it's, like, yeah. it's so weird that, for me, the one IP that just seems to have survived is Ratchet and Clank. It's, like, this platformer. Slash shooter it's so simple. Thing. It's just like a shooter with some jumping in it, you know? Like, you and... couldn't even imagine a world where, like, I don't know, Jack and Daxter or Sly Cooper is one of the biggest yeah. things. And maybe it's going a bit too far to say Ratchet and Clank is one of the biggest things, but it feels like it's slowly starting to get to a place where it could be considered, like, among the top of, you know, some of the, oh, the yeah. big AAA IPs. Um, and that's that's amazing. That's amazing. Like, outside of the game itself, just, like... Ratchet and Clank coming to this position, being on uh, top of this pile. Um, it makes my old, horrible heart uh, beat once again. It makes <laughs> me happy for you. It <laughs> makes me happy because I, I, I was sort of a more recent Ratchet convert. I had played a little bit, you know, over the years. 
but the 2016 game was like, oh, yeah, I really... The 2016 game basically made me go like, all right, it's time for me to go back and play these games because they're great. And I played through uh, probably like the majority of the series over the like subsequent year yeah after that i don't know if i if i like beat i don't think i beat any of the games except for a crack in time i probably played like i don't know you know 70 percent of several of them there was a lot of them um, now like a lot of there the are games. a lot and i i but i played like the main the big ones like tools of destruction uh, up your arsenal crack in time and uh i unfortunately missed uh quest for booty which i wish i had played because there's actually a lot of the pirate stuff in this game <laughs> um but uh, yeah, it makes me happy that something so simple and delight and pure yeah. has survived without, it, it has never lost its identity. It's never really changed. And now it is being developed with like the full force of the Sony first party yeah, engine. It's such a and weird it's great. <laughs> like out of all the culprits. I would have yeah. imagined to last. I never would have predicted Ratchet and Clank. And no. It also had like a um, a bit of a rough spot where um, I don't want to say it was like a it like fell on its face, but it it got put into what I would call spin-off purgatory, where it becomes one of those like Sonic franchises where they just make spin-offs and like weird changes of the format made by B teams. I think that was back on the PlayStation Three. And it just had... it was it was like a crack in time I think was 2010 yeah and then there were sort of it got it got long in the tooth after crack in time they put out maybe one, like a co- like a co-op game right yeah, and like, then there was like all for one and... all for one and then into the nexus was the last mainline entry in this in the timeline yeah in the canon and no one seemed to really care about that because which makes sense because that was like the thirteenth ratchet game in in. 12 years mm-hmm. you know or and it and i think they were also doing vita or psp games and like if you go to the ratchet wiki page there's a lot of ratchet and clank games yeah. that have come out i think i played uh, the and psp I think, game <laughs> really yeah, wow. i think i did i think it was smart of them to just put it to bed for quite a quite a while honestly it was three years from into the nexus to the 2016 game and then you know almost five years since 2016 game um, or I think it, it has been full a full five years, and yeah, the, it, it was smart of them to just cool their jets with Ratchet, and then slowly reintroduce people to it, uh, and 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 then they got bought by Sony, and Sony was like, hey, what if what if we gave you all the money to make this yeah. video game? Um, can, should we back up a little bit? Where to? Uh, to say that uh, Rift Apart is a great fucking video game. Yeah. Uh, and I loved it. Uh, I I don't necessarily... It's not perfect, as we'll say. There are a couple... Like, just a couple of little things in it that stand out yeah. to me. Because because everything else in it is so well put together. Uh, and I do think it's maybe... I don't think it's the best Ratchet game. I still think A Crack in Time is the king. I agree. But, I agree. But also, it was like the most consistently happy a game has made me in quite a while yeah <laughs> like in probably a couple of years it's a great time uh, for this time lo- yeah it really is it, it's, it, it's it's the perfect early launch like early generation video game as well mm-hmm. like it, it's so good for an early tech showcase and and it's that familiar comfy design but just 
when it's well packaged like that, it's so hard to beat. Yeah. Um, it's just so easygoing and, and yeah. it's got a reasonably chunky runtime if you're being thorough with all the yeah. collectibles. It feels beefy and we should probably transition into the production values. Sure. Because, you know, graphics aren't everything. Um, no. But it really does help elevate things um, when they're done to a certain degree. And, you know, Ratchet and Clank Ripped Apart is one of the craziest looking games I think I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's It reaches levels of, like, Pixar vibrancy and fidelity at mm-hmm. 60 frames per second with ray tracing. It's it's just ridiculous. It, it feels like the future. It feels illegal. Uh, oh, yeah. It feels euphoric. Uh, it's unbelievably gorgeous. It's definitely the most next-gen game to date, mm-hmm. for sh- like by a long ways. That also ties into some of the Rift stuff as well, which we'll get to. But yeah, just on a pure visual level, it is uh, ridiculous. And and that they yeah, and then they got it running at sixty FPS oh. with ray tracing on. Dude. And you know it, the they they lower the they really lower the resolution a lot. But when you're playing it on a TV. You can't. Yeah. I I couldn't notice. Um, no, I mean, I didn't even try the other modes. To be honest, I just stuck to the sixty RTX. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really amazing, and <sighs> and it's yeah. The cutscenes really stand out, especially as well. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it is like animation in the cutscenes. I think there's so much good, like hand animated cartoony animation in the cutscenes that that pop even more because of the tech it's just such a great and and their art style their art is just on point it's just the perfect like all the tech meeting all of the art you know the the right blend of great tech great art great animation yes color like oh my god the color palette is so good Uh, it's like a lot going on per planet it's quite busy but not in a way that's like ugly to look at there's just so no. many layers of things happening in that game. Yeah, and and also when you start shooting, and there's just particle effects absolutely everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, like the planet variety is yeah good visually. Yeah, it is, and it's something that has I have been sort of cognizant of as we've gotten further into the sort of 4K era since you know maybe 2016, 2017 with the Pro coming out. It's that like. YouTube and video quality really doesn't sell these things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be- because there's just like so much fine grain detail now that is is n- just cannot come through, even in the highest quality, you know, 4K YouTube thing. Uh, and yeah, when you see it all on your TV, <laughs> yeah. it is uh, magnificent. There's nothing else really like it. No. Um, you, you quickly mentioned on, uh, like animation quality. I feel like that's just something I want to highlight a little bit. I think this game does such a great job of like character design, the personality of everything, giving, um, what's that word where, um, there's a word for when you like create a personality out of something that shouldn't like have one. It's like personalization or something. I can't remember what it's called. Personify. Personify. 
But like the first instance is you land this planet and there's like these little robots and they almost look a little bit like trash cans. But if you just hang around and listen to them, they're having like these little conversations and even like the throwaway lines in the background were making me giggle. They're really good. It's, oh, it's yeah. just like everything in this game. If you just like stop and smell the roses and look at the NPCs, they're like saying little quips and everything. There's just personality just, everywhere. Ev- yeah, everywhere. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. it's, and it's, it's funny as well. This game like made me laugh pretty consistently. And video oh, game absolutely. comedy can be like pretty obnoxious, especially for like thirty-year-olds oh, like us. It's oh. you know we don't like Borderlands anymore. Uh, I, I get like no. the fifteen-year-old to find that stuff funny, but it, it you don't make me laugh in video games very often because uh, I'm grumpy. But uh, Ratchet yeah. and Clank broke through that, and I was giggling and having a good time and just enjoying the world and like, looking at stuff happening. I think honestly, the biggest chunk of notes or the thing that i wanted to most highlight with the notes that i took is is how good the character stuff Mm -hmm. is in the game and like you said there's so many great little personality things in in all of the the just npcs that are just around the world and like you said lots of funny writing if you and all of it is missable if you if you just haul ass you're not going to hear any of it um, the the little robots are great. The morts are just <laughs> the best. I love that they have the like midwestern, almost Fargo accent. Uh, <laughs> yes, it just cracks me up to no end. Um, but I think the the biggest win for the game is the writing and characters of the main cast mm-hmm. for me. I uh, like Ratchet and Clank. Obviously, we know them; they're very well established, and they're very well written and acted. Still, and and I mean, you know, the animation also really brings them to life in a way that we haven't had uh, before. And they're great, and they they do a really good job of adding some depth to them. There's some some guilt on uh, Clank's part, you know, for fucking causing all the dimension stuff, and Ratchet is sort of having some self doubt about himself living up to like Lombax standards and that stuff's all really good but i think the real like winner of this game is rivet Mm -hmm. uh who is amazing yeah uh you mentioned character design her character design is like i don't know what i'm trying to think of like other examples where you just look at a character and like wow that's a literally perfect character design (laughs) uh it's flawless wow they did it but it was so smart to introduce Rivet and then Kit uh, is the other, the Clank equivalent in the alternate dimension. And uh, it was so clever to introduce these new characters, the alternate dimension versions yeah. of Ratchet and Clank, because uh, it, it just, it freshens it up really nicely. It adds a lot more dynamic to the, the story stuff. And then they are... The game has that same really good writing that the Spider-Man games have, that their last two Spider-Man games, especially the the base 2018 Spider-Man game where, you know, we talked about it and it's like the finale of that Spider-Man game is like Doc Ock and Peter Parker weeping and they're just like so emotional over the fact that they're like betraying each other. Mm-hmm. And obviously this is not getting to that. It's not that melodramatic. But the, that so, same sort of humanity is there with all the writing in the character stuff in this game and it really stood out i think to me uh, yeah i, I was, think it was I a was bit different than usual yeah. because obviously I, I mean i can't remember the stories in ratchet and clank games i've been playing them across 20 years but yeah. Uh, yeah and it was kind of interesting for rivet and kit to have like a pretty difficult relationship i think it was yeah. probably quite a clever thing to do since they are you know the dimensional counterparts 
to Ratchet and Clank, so you just make the assumption that they're going to be, uh, you know, best buddies and the new team, but yeah, I won't, we don't, obviously we shouldn't spoil it. The stories aren't that no, important no, yeah. in Ratchet and Clank, but it's still nice. Um, yeah, it's it, not it, like that. It's a bit different. You could see, like, they did the first part of that sort of clash that the two characters had, and you're like, oh, that's interesting. But then they when they reveal the other part, you're like, oh, that makes perfect sense. That's such a clever twist to give these characters some drama between Mm -hmm. them um but yeah the nice thing about this game is that i really like that all the characters have this sort of self-doubt or like low self-confidence or whatever it is and that they all i mean the the, basically the core message of the game is like hey you're awesome just the way you are (laughs) and your friends are cool as well and that is just it was but it's so like that can be that sort of storytelling thing can, when done other ways, can be really, I don't know, just sort of... Like roll your eyes type. Yeah, saccharine, I think is the right word, where it's like overly sweet and sentimental mm-hmm. or things like that. And it's just sort of, ugh. But it's so just, they balance it just perfectly in this. And it, it at the end of, the, when the credits started to roll, I was like, oh, these guys are all so great. I can't wait to play like 30 more games with these four characters. Yeah. And um, I think Rivet uh, and Kit yeah. probably got um, some well-needed flaws. There was definitely yeah. times in the story where they both were quite, like, almost difficult and frustrating. And their characters mm-hmm. were a little bit aggravating at points. And I I can't really remember being annoyed at Ratchet or Clank at any time in the franchise. Again, you know, it's been a long time, but... Uh, yeah, it was just nice to have a bit more, you know, depth in these in these characters. And I guess yeah. like there's there's no way they can get rid of them, right? It has to be the, the, a, oh, a God, cast no. of four characters now. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how they do it in the future. Because yeah. Yeah, and I, I really like the um, splitting up Clank and and Ratchet, and having Clank be with Rivet for like half the game, and then right, that, right. they switch, and Ratchet and Clank are back together, and then Kit and Riveter together. It was really very smart. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I have to imagine. I mean, there's pretty blatant sequel set up. Um, the main part of the Ratchet story that's been going for 20 years is still unsolved. Um, and so they'll definitely be doing more. I have to imagine there's at least like two or three more games coming out mm-hmm. with this sort of, you know. And, and that's exciting because the characters are great. And splitting them up, mixing them together... Having the game be 50-50... Actually, I'd say it's probably more like 60% Rivet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I was totally on fine with. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a very clever twist. And also, I have a special note written down to acknowledge... Uh, voice actors are amazing. Mm-hmm. Just as like a concept, voice actors can be pretty amazing. But holy shit, the voice acting in this game is so good. Yeah. Um, you know, Ratchet and Clank, same two people. Still great. Uh, I looked up. I didn't realize Doctor Nefarious. He th- that voice actor also played Andrew Ryan back in the day. Whoa, like, that's weird. Like, wow, that's quite the swing. Yeah. Um, Kit is voiced by um, I can't remember her name, but she was the uh, Grace Walker from Wolfenstein Two, the the leader of the resistance in New oh, York City. Okay, that's weird. Which is wild. Yeah. Um, and then Rivet is Jennifer Hale, who is. I mean, Jennifer Hale is a legend, but also she is unrecognizable in this game. And if people don't know who Jennifer recognize, Hale yeah, is, but you've, name. you've played Mass Effect, Jennifer Hale is Fem Shep. Oh, she is female Shepherd. <laughs> that's so cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Fem and Shep. like, all right. 
I mean, Jennifer Hale is an absolute pro and is incredible as female Shepard throughout the Mass Effect series, especially renegade female Shepard, who is a fucking psychopath. Mm -hmm. uh, And she is so good in it. But she, she, yeah, she plays Rivet, and you would never, ever know uh, that, that that's the same voice. Um, no, and no. she is just so good at that character wow. and unrecognizable. And anyways, that it's not very often that like voice acting stands out in a good way. It's most of the time just like, you just don't think about it, mm-hmm. right? Like it's fine. It's just, it's there. Like even, uh, Resident Evil 8, it was just like, these characters are good. The voice actors do a good job. You just don't really think about it. But this, it was, I had to look up like some of these characters. And when I found out who, they had played elsewhere. It was shocking. Yeah, wow. Um, Diverse. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, and and yeah. So the character, the I think it was. I don't know. I wonder if it was like a bit of a risk to bring in new characters and give them so much screen time. I don't know. Well, they played it but, safe because it's literally the dimensional counterpart of the same characters. So yes, it's like the yeah, same yeah. tone. And also, and, like there have been twenty Ratchet and Clank games, yeah. right? So like, yeah. But it was a total. I I didn't expect her to be such a big part of the game. I wasn't really sure. I mean, yeah. we also both stayed pretty dark on this yeah. uh, pre-release. But I was surprised to see how much screen time she gets. And also I was su- more surprised at just how fantastic the new characters are. Mm-hmm. And and the storytelling in general. Yeah. Um, it was it was really very heartwarming and wonderful from start to finish. Yeah, it was, man. Yeah. It was. Um... I guess since we talked about the visuals, maybe it makes sense to talk about the gimmick, which is using that crazy PlayStation 5 SSD power uh, Mm -hmm. to switch between dimensions on the fly. Um, I will say that this Mm -hmm. part is a little bit of a disappointment. Um, Yeah, I agree. Mostly because, I'm sure you know where this is going, it isn't utilized very frequently. Um, no. It is a hard thing to criticize because there is one standout planet, uh, one standout level, uh, yeah. which I don't think is that much of a spoiler to describe it. Um, you no, are... it was in pre-release footage, I believe, as well, yeah. There was one planet where in one dimension it is obliterated, and in another dimension uh, it is not, but it, it is on its way to the same fate. Uh, but it's one of the only missions, or maybe the only mission, where you have direct control in certain points, anyway, uh, when it comes to switching between the dimensions, you can do it on the fly. You hit a giant crystal, and the level changes instantly. And holy shit, it's amazing. Uh, I don't know about you, but when I first got to that crystal, the first crystal which switches between the planets, I was sat there for like a minute, just whacking that thing and going ping, ping, ping. Oh, yeah. oh my god, it was so cool. <laughs> but It's insane. It is kind of the only major instance of this novelty, the uh, dimensional switching. You're mostly just stuck uh, in the same dimension for most of the game, and it's using the technology as, like, portals a lot of the time, and during very on-rail cinematic sequences, which are still very impressive and cool. But I just kind of wanted to see a bit more of it. Uh, And I, I understand why. Obviously, the game designers have to make double the environments every single time they want to instigate one of these cool dimension-switching moments. So- and and at least right now, they also have to know when that load switch ha- is going to happen, mm. right? Like, giving you freedom 
to just do it whenever would have probably been... I, I, I would be shocked if we don't get there by this generation, but early on it seems like they need to know when the level load is going to gonna happen right. so that the game can prepare for it. But they still um, could have done more of the, like, you know, they had the, the fixed crystals, so there's a moment where you have full control over switching dimensions. And even much more moments like that would have been appreciated. I think, going back to the very beginning of the review, I said that I was quite surprised how the format hadn't changed, and there's a little bit of a negative spin to that, because a lot of the game does just feel like another Ratchet and Clank game, uh, which is fine, I'm a big fan of the franchise, but when you see the tech at the beginning, uh, the, the beginning, by the way, is fucking spectacular. It's very oh, like naughty dog. Is, it's unbelievable. It's insane. It's like an, yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's very on rails, but just it's a visual feast. I think the last hour is also quite good, but yeah. the first hour is nuts. Yeah. So like, I get it. Uh, who knows? Maybe yeah. they had more plans, but COVID. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's just a lot well, of and work I think it's on just, their like end. I said, it's just early. You know, the hardware is still. It's this is right. Like this game is coming out six months into this generation. For six months out, this game is insane. Yeah. Um. You know, give it. Give them True. three True. years to make the next Ratchet game, yeah. and I bet that they can do some. Because like they improved the load times. From the state of play like two months ago to launch, they improved those even further. Mm, like wow. there was a longer load when they showed the game in Mar March or April or whatever, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, I would say I definitely agree. The Rift stuff, the dimensional Rift stuff is definitely not as... It's not as integrated as I would have yeah. liked. Um, I think, yeah, the the opening on rail... It's it's impressive all... Every time it happens, it's impressive. Oh my God, it's, it's ridiculous. And the on rail stuff is great. Uh, it gets used once or twice in boss fights and in fun ways. Yeah. I wish it was used at the end, in the end boss fight. I was really surprised. Well, the end visu boss fight visually, it is. Yes, it is. It is. You're right. Yeah, but not like mechanically <laughs> or or even changing the the world around yeah, you. Gotcha. And um, having the rifts, these portals into like the little pocket dimensions where you're doing your little side platformy things. Uh, though it's still impressive. Every time I walk through one of those, it's just like that's cool. It is. Um. But yeah, I and obviously the uh, what is it, Blizzard Prime? I think planet is is amazing, mm -hmm. and it's the best use of that throughout the game. Well, and they do use it uh, in another level later on, where you're switching between two um, planets of the same in different states. Is that when uh, being chased by that as, monster? Or am I getting that confused? Yeah, it's in it's in the one where you go underwater, and uh, but you it's that it's not as integrated in that mm -hmm. level. It's just sort of it's a, a little more peripheral. Um, yeah, it would have been nice to have seen it used more. Uh, like, it, I think about... This is why I think it's not as good as A Crack in Time. is because A Crack in Time has a gimmick, which is time manipulation. And that gimmick is integrated much more interestingly into the content. Specifically through the uh, the Clank puzzles. Yeah. Where you're creating the different time versions of Clank, uh, which is really great and super well done in that game. And in this, it's just, yeah... The, the rifts are collapsing. A couple of times you go through some crazy, amazing set pieces. Um, and more or less, though, it's just sort of window dressing, which is yeah. sort of unfortunate. But for, uh, for me, the biggest miss, uh, biggest missed opportunity and biggest miss uh, for just the overall game is actually the clank puzzle sections. Yes. I didn't yeah, like I them this time around. I didn't they're think not, they were good. They're not difficult. They're I just not, didn't think they were interesting 
And it, it felt weird to not integrate the rift shifting mechanics when, you know, the Clank puzzles take place in their own yeah. little instances, in these, like, little rooms. And it, it just felt like a no-brainer. And, like, going back to uh, A Crack in Time, like, yeah. the best part about... Well, not the best part, but one of the best parts is the Clank puzzles that integrate the concept of time travel. And my brain was just like, okay, when it's Clank time, it's going to be rift puzzles. And yeah. it's it's not. It's like a weird lemmings. I don't, I don't know. It, just, it is, yeah. It wasn't very good. That was my probably my my biggest disappointment, I'd say. Yeah, I would agree as well. Because I, I those Kraken Time Clank puzzles are still amazing to this day. Yeah. Um, and they're so clever. And, and yeah, the, the, I mean, thankfully, there's only like, what, four? Three? Yeah. Three, four of the Clank puzzles. But yeah, they just, they're just not very interesting it's just like you know what you have to do immediately and it's one of those puzzles where the worst types of puzzles are when you you know what you have to do but it you just have to spend like four minutes mm-hmm. doing it yeah, and you're yeah. just like yeah i grab this put this here yada 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 um i agree i was disappointed by those but also like not you know it's like a change of pace so, isn't it it's not a huge yes deal. yeah yeah i mean like any negatives that come up in this are countered by the fact that like I was literally smiling for like eighty percent of the time oh, yeah. playing this game, so you know they're pretty they're pretty minor in the grand scheme of things. But I do agree, and that was what made me think uh, it's it's not the best Ratchet game. If they had made amazing dimensional rift puzzles, I think it would have been a closer competition to a crack in time. But it just yeah, the Clank puzzles are, are a letdown, which yeah. is unfortunate. I do have a few more complaints, but I just want to say... Sure, let's just get them all out of the way. I was going to say, I'm going to say a few more compliments. Oh, oh, or compliments. Sure, yeah. I, yeah, go for it. Uh, I think the shooting feels the best in this game that it has ever felt in the entire franchise. And I don't know why. It might, it might be like the depth of field stuff that happens when you aim... Uh, I was going to say down the scopes, but you know what I mean, when you hold, you hold out yeah. L2. Um, maybe it's just like the visuals, uh, the dual shock, dual sense, sorry. Um, I don't know what it is, but the shooting in Rift Apart is just its the best shooting in any Ratchet game so far, in my opinion. I think it just feels great. Uh, and 100%. It's yeah, never that, really been yeah. the highlight of Ratchet games. It's kind of a lot of, no. like, you know, auto-aim weapons that you just... Mostly in old-school Ratchet, you're just holding down R2 and jumping around and trying not to be hit. Yes. But uh, yeah. I don't know. This this one felt really good. It felt like I was pointing and aiming and thinking about it. The, what's called the Negatron Collider is one of the best guns in the entire franchise especially when it lasts for like five seconds and you're lining up multiple enemies and sweeping it across the screen uh just great great gun design uh great gun feel uh and it just yeah. looks amazing it looks amazing to uh, fight in this game yeah i was gonna bring up as a positive like the other biggest point i would say for the game is is just the combat is so much better than it's ever yes. been and several of those Several of the reasons why it feels so much better is because there are there is a lot of movement tech that you get in this that you've hmm, never had yeah. before. Like even I don't even know if there was a sprint in the old games because I played a little bit of 2016 yeah. just before like the night of and there was no sprint in 2016 hmm. which was weird. Yeah. Um probably the most important addition is the dodge. Yeah. Uh the dodge is a is new to this and goes a long ways. Sprint goes a long ways. You have the little sort of rift grapple hook basically that is handy yeah, it is fun. you have the hover boots which you can use if you want to to, to quickly sort of zip around yeah, those are great from the midpoint um the yeah just way more mobility uh throughout the game that makes it feel so much better and then obviously yes the dual sense 
uh, continues to be awesome. Uh, the, the haptics, the triggers, everything feels great. Uh, and then also the sound design is really yeah. good with the weapons. Some of the weapons sound like, like just super dangerous. There, there's just like a basiness to some of them that is kind of shocking <laughs> a little bit in a way that I really like. I think my favorite um, weapons yeah. in the entire franchise is the weapons that basically apply some sort of like visual status effect on enemies. <laughs> yeah. Like in the 2016 yeah. one, there was a gun which made every enemy in the game dance. And I think yes. Disco and Disco the Gravitron and the Sheepinator as well, where it turned everyone into sheep. And I just love when you find the equivalent in the new game. This one, there's one that turns them into like shrubbery vegetation and it freezes them. <laughs> And there's one that turns him into a giant ice cube. And I just, it's so exciting to get those guns and just wait for a boss fight. Uh, I, I was so excited when I got to the end boss. I was like, I'm going to turn him into an ice cube. And then a bush, because I know that they would have programmed it in. Uh, they're the best guns. Yeah, I, I love that. I, love that I didn't shit. use those until, I really didn't use them much until I was doing New Game Plus stuff and just like messing around in New Game they're Plus. Powerful. Uh, yeah, and also they have like written and recorded all sorts of dialogue for when you do those um, <laughs> yeah. to to like mini bosses. One of them, the one of those big like robots you fight a couple of times. I ice cubed him, and he was like, "Please free me!" <laughs> or he was just like, "Let me out! I want to fight!" Like, something like that, <laughs> yeah. and it was really funny. It's so good! Um, I love that stuff. I like putting the big yeah, dinosaur the arsenal, in the ice cube. It's great. The yeah yeah the arsenal is uh, is pretty good. I, I like. There have been so many Ratchet games and, and also Sunset Overdrive that all the guns from Insomniac have... I don't know which game had which guns at this point. Oh, yeah. So, uh, no but idea. yeah, the arsenal here is is very good. And uh, I feel like there's a I lot do wish, more... No, you go, you go. I do wish regarding the weapons that the final, you know, upgrade that you get when you max them out, I wish that some of them was were more interesting. Like the, um, the minigun... Yeah. And the Negatron Collider have really cool ones where when you kill, like the minigun one, when you kill someone, a black hole void appears briefly and and causes AoE damage. And that's really cool. And I wish um, some of the other tier 5 upgrades were more transformative. It feels weirdly uh, understated now. It used to be a very yes. big deal back in the day. They would almost completely transform into something different. But I think that's part of this sort of slow reboot that they're doing mm. right they have to build back up to that um but it was a little disappointing because i remember like a crack in time some of the guns <laughs> some of the guns just get so stupid yeah um but that's yeah the, the arsenal was very fun to play with um, one thing i really like um i really like it when game developers Instead of problem solving, they just go, fuck it. It's a video game. Who cares? Yes. Uh, I really like that all the progress between the weapons just switches between Rat Ratchet and Rivet with no explanation. Yeah. It doesn't even make any sense. Well, <laughs> when she gets to the first, uh, when she gets to her home planet, Mrs. Zircon is there. And uh, and she's like, wait a sec. Rivet's like, wait, when did these get added to my account? And Mr. Zircon's like, well, your friend back on the other planet oh, I gave, think I heard it, that. gave you... Yeah, there's just like one throwaway line where they're basically just saying, yeah, fuck it. It's a video game. Like, you don't... Who cares? You don't want to level them up twice. Just give it to no, both of them. No. And the movement abilities, like Ratchet gets his hover boots, but then Rivet also gets them. Yeah. Because, like, come on. It's just... No one wants to do yeah, that. And no one cares it's just, about, like, context. No. Just, you want them no. all. Yeah, yeah, very smart of them to do that for sure. Oh my god, I um, love the Mister Zircon gun introductions. You know, he does his. They're so. Funny. Oh my god, they're like, 
They're unbearable to listen to, but in a way which is so self-aware that I was laughing every time. (laughs) By the end of the introduction to a weapon, he is screaming so loud that I've had to exit multiple (laughs) ones of them where he is just screaming, man. And I'm just laughing like, shut the fuck up, dude. I love Yeah, that's Zircon. Zircon Jr. or whatever. Oh, God. Uh, it's, it's annoying and Zir- obnoxious, but in like a self-aware, funny way that I really liked. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah the, all the gun intros are hilarious. They're so much better than they were. Uh, well, I mean, they've always had fun with those, but they're, they're fantastic in this. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, the, uh, oh, I was going to say. Regarding weapons and also the, uh, the, the rift mechanic. I do think the Rhino 8 is pretty fucking awesome. And uh, yeah. and it's the one thing. Did you level that thing up fully, Joe? Oh, no. No, no. You should. Okay. Okay, I will. Because one of the things that can fall through the rift is pretty fucking cool. Hmm, okay. It was the thing I hinted at when we were talking a week ago and I said I saw something on Twitter. I'm like, I don't know if this is real. I don't think it is. But if it is, that's pretty fucking oh, amazing. All right. It was real, and it's just it's just an inanimate thing that can fall through. There's a few different things that can fall through those portals. Let's just say that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think I got to like level three, because I just, I just beat the game, and that's all I've done so far. Right, right, yeah. Um, you should get it to level five, yeah. I will say that uh, I didn't like that the rhino was free. Well, you had to, yeah. Are they, it's normally like really expensive once you get the blueprint, right? I think. Yeah, it's, it's usually the thing that like makes you want to go forward in new game plus it's usually like the last thing you get and it's like the carrot on the string for new game plus and just getting it for free like i beat the game and i'm just like well i I got everything i've got the golden bolts i got all the collectibles and i've got the rhino so i don't know i just i I will play new game new game plus but the rhino is usually the one thing that you go back for and you grind out and just getting it i don't know it just felt well the new game plus is pretty decent in this. You do get there is, do do you get the pixelizer when you started the game? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I I think that is by default then. But there is one new gun when you start new game plus. It's the bouncer, the old uh, you know bouncing grenade thing that splits up into smaller grenades every time it hits. Yeah. Uh, you do you do get that in new game plus, and then all the guns have the uh, they go from level five being the max to level ten being the max. Okay. Um, but. I, I didn't see any new perks or anything for the weapons when they hit level 10, which is unfortunate. Um, but as always, Ratchet has good new game plus. I love that all the uh, the unlocks come through. I love that you can just use cheats and there's no penalties because who cares? Um, yeah. That stuff has always been great and it's still good here. But yeah, the Rhino, I think the Rhino 8 is, what again, part of that simplification slash rebooting. You have to... The Rhino 8 is very cool, and I think they wanted people to get it <laughs> uh, more easily than perhaps Yeah, in the past, you know but, me. I'm uh, just like, a, I'm an old school ratchet man, and I just... Yeah. They yeah. changed the thing I know. I don't like it. <laughs> I think we kind of understated the good uh, variation in level design. I think Ratchet has always had yeah. pretty good variation in like gameplay per planet. Uh, and Rift Apart is the exact same. Every planet has like a little gimmick or plays out a little differently, uh, which makes for, you know, just great pacing. Uh, It's visually Mm -hmm. different. Every planet's got its own little story, characters, personality. Uh, This game's very easy to keep playing for maybe too long. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The planets, some of them are really linear, like the, uh, the, 
the fixer planet, which was fine. But I enjoyed the uh, the what is it? Two planets that are much more like open world almost. Like I think it's just one, it, isn't it? Or maybe it is just the one. You come back to it at night. I can't remember. I think maybe a few times. Yeah, I liked that. It was yeah. an interesting sort of mix up, and I'll be curious to see what if they expand on that or I don't know. I mean, obviously Ratchet's appeal is its linearity, but it was it was nice to sort of just be able to bomb around on that planet and and skate around the hover boots feel great uh and it was it was a nice sort of change of pace to just spend like quite a decent chunk of time on that uh one planet yeah but that does lead to the 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 couple of quality of life things mm-hmm. i think i, I think I was, that ties into I was it just well. about so you go for it. um i think the biggest problem with the game which isn't that significant because you can just get around it by changing the way you play once you realize how the game is designed but it will maybe i reckon this might be quite prevalent for a lot of people depending on how you play the game but this game does not do a very good job of letting you know when you will be coming back to a planet or area later on and and what this leads to is every planet has a checklist of collectibles the golden bolts these little robot things etc and, you know, they unlock stuff. They eventually lead to the Rhino, so you want them all. Uh, it's, a, it's a fun and satisfying game to 100%, so you'll be scouting around looking for them. And sometimes you just cannot get to them until, like, five hours later, and the game does not tell you this. And yeah. s- like specifically for me, the worst instance was the second planet, Rivet's home planet. I can't remember the name, like Sargasso or something. Yeah. Because they have these little beetles, which you can uh, jump on, you slap them on the ass, and then they speed off. Uh, And they're really fun. I like those little beetles. But they can also Mm -hmm. run on water. Uh, The entire map is water. And there's just a very strange sense of... um, I don't... that, That planet is very weird. Because you can freely um, skim around on this bug... But it feels like you're not supposed to. But at that point of that level, there are countless uncharted islands on your map visible for you to see. So I think a lot of players will instinctively try to go to the islands on the bugs. And what will happen is the game will just very jankily not function correctly. You'll hit invisible walls, or you'll just be skating around in circles... Or you'll be like me and you'll just get lost, like out of bounds in like untextured trees. And oh, wow. <laughs> it led to just some very, like, it felt very untested because I just can't see them doing a testing, um, you know, I just can't imagine this not coming up where at least one person would be inquisitive and just want to explore on the bugs and look around, especially when the game is built around collecting these things. Yeah. But it feels like if you do anything out of order in this game, the game doesn't really know what to do. And in previous entries, it was very clear. Uh, this, you know, Ret- uh, Matt Ratchet has always had Metroidvania traits in it, where you'd get uh, like gravity boots, the Gravitron boots or whatever they're called. Um, and in the level design, it would be very clear. You would see a, a path and it would, you know, you wouldn't be able to access it. And you would know that you would need the gravity boots. Uh, it was always visually clear when you could not go to an area. But in Rift Apart, there's quite a few times where that is not as clear. Uh, for me, it was the second island. And it was the open area, the open world type place. Where I 
cleared that entire map on foot with rocket boots because I was looking for one golden bolt. And it's just a little bit frustrating. It wasted my time and it just felt bad. It just felt yeah. really strange. Uh, I, and I also, this, this could be just like how I play. But there was like multiple times in the game where I like visually thought there was somewhere I could go and I couldn't. I, I can't think of like any specific uh, examples. That, but there'd be times where there was just a lot of janky moments for me. Um, and it was specifically because I was trying to explore. Uh, you know, when I was on the specific path like that was intended, the game obviously was completely fine. But I was just trying to explore because there's collectibles in the game. And there's just stuff that, in my opinion, visually looks like there would be a collectible there and you just like clumsily fall or end up somewhere where you're not supposed to be. Like I would do a lot of janky climbing and it, it just led to a lot of, again, janky moments which felt bad. And yeah. it's kind of self-inflicted because if I'd just been patient, uh, you would have got to the point where, you know, you unlock a dragon and you fly around and you eventually get to the spot where the last bolt is. But I didn't know that. And yeah. it just led to these shitty moments, I'll be honest. They, they were low points for me. I, I think I got lucky to an extent. The weird thing with that is it only happens twice where they, they don't tell you yeah, yeah. you're going to get this other thing that will, or you'll come back here. Because all the other planets, you can get everything on your first visit, but except for Sargasso and the Savali planet. Mm -hmm. And I got lucky with Savali and that golden bolt in that I uh, I just didn't realize I hadn't gotten it. Mm -hmm. I had thought I had 100% of that planet and my eyes just read two out of three as two out of two or three out of three or whatever yeah. it was. And so I just moved on. Um, <clears throat> and then you asked me when we were talking uh, last week and I looked it up and I was like, oh, I missed a bolt. Fuck. And then I read, oh, it comes back later in the story. Okay, weird. I think the solution to that one is just like, just... Just don't say, just say you've gotten two out of two bolts. And then when you revisit yeah. the planet, update the map to say three. Um, <clears throat> also, because honestly, the, the golden, like all the collectibles are very easy to find as well. None of them are particularly obtuse. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely didn't explore to the extent that you were exploring because mainly because of that, because I was just. It seemed like all of the them were easy to find. And, and when I couldn't find one, I just would move on knowing that I'll be able to find it easier later, probably. The yeah. One that did bug me, though, was the Trudy flying section with the uh, the stones that you're collecting for her. Oh, yeah. Once you get in the on the dragon and you're flying around, there's all these all those stones on the rooftops. And I spent like 15 minutes trying to figure out how to get them. And and so that was very similar to you where I'm like flying the dragon into them and it's really jank. I'm trying to like land the dragon on them or slow her down. Really jank. I'm trying to jump off and none of it was working. Uh, and, it, and it does. It feels bad. It just feels like untested and sort of n they didn't think about it. And the reality is... When you get to 40 or whatever, 35 uh, of those stones, she just man suddenly can start breathing fire. And that lets you get all of the stones mm -hmm. off the rooftops. Right. But they just, they didn't say that at all. And like, they should have just not spawned those in or I don't know. It just feels like a, an easy workaround to avo have that be avoided. And honestly, 
you know that those are some of the polished things that I would I could maybe chalk up to to COVID related yes. stuff, right? Like yes. it's hard to play test a game when you can't bring in tons of people to your studio and play test the game, and you have to do it all remotely. I don't even know how game testing is happening right now. I, I believe I know there were some articles last year that were saying like, "Yo, it's fucking not easy to test games right now," mm-hmm. which makes sense. Um, so thankfully, I wasn't like horribly bothered or afflicted by that and and it was very early on and then all the other planets were super linear and i was able to get to them but yeah there is just there were a few times like that that stick out that are unfortunate and then there are just uh, some bugs and glitches that are in the in there that again you know i think it's easy to just say hey COVID happened it's forgivable and um I'm sure that they, I would even imagine that the Golden Bolt and the Trudy things get patched and updated because Insomniac's very good about sticking with their games for months afterwards. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't surprise me to see some some updates that fix that problem to some extent. But that and the little like getting stuck, I got stuck on the uh, in the Miss Zircon menus a couple times. Oh, do you? I was stuck in a combat state once um, across multiple planets. Or across no across just the one planet the uh, the Blizzard Prime planet uh, there was like a shark in the lava somewhere that I had walked past and hadn't killed and the game I was just stuck in combat state so everyone was running away from me and I couldn't <laughs> leave okay. I couldn't interact with Miss Zircon um, you know a few little things like that uh, a few times where I I jumped somewhere. Uh, or felt like I should have landed and just fell. Uh, yeah, and those stand out just because everything else is so so well oh, yeah. made. Yeah. And it's it's a shame that those little issues are there, but I think it is also more forgivable just in general for games. I don't know. I I, I, I sort of go... have After last year, I've sort of approached everything being like, man, I hope this works. And if it doesn't, I get it. <laughs> but... Yeah. And we were lucky. Like, most of the other things we played this year have been super polished. Um, and, I mean, Ratchet is super polished as well, but these these little... These little feels, tiny things stand out. It feels like quite similar to the stuff that we experience in Returnal. Just like these yes. small, you know, little things. Yeah. Did you have any crashes? Because I did. No, I've never had a PlayStation... Oh, no, I had Returnal crash twice on me, and that's the only time I've had a PlayStation 5 game crash. Yeah, this, I had four crashes with Ratchet. Wow! Hard, hard crashes. And twice Jeez. it said my, my save was corrupted. Jesus, um, it it backed it up from the cloud, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I had I had some rough stuff with Ratchet. Wow. I think I did see them tweet that they that like that's if not already patched, it's like very imminently being fixed. Uh, yeah. I had heard people crashing, um, but no, I'm I'm I would say generally pretty lucky when it comes to game issues. I seem to manage to avoid most of them, but yeah, geez, I four is a lot for for a game that is to a hundred percent, maybe fourteen hours, right? Yeah, I think my my playthrough was fourteen hours. That was a hundred percent. That's the a lot. The autosave is you know the autosave is very good. Yeah. I didn't lose much progress, but I also found a T pose. I found one T pose in the game. Oh, I think I think I <laughs> I found it in photo mode. Um, rivet. In Sargasso, right on launch day, I think they patched it like that night. Um, if you went into photo mode on Sargasso, Rivet would just be in a permanent T-pose in photo <laughs> mode, which was very funny. <laughs> um, yeah. 
that's a shame. Especially, I'm especially sort of sad to hear that you had a particularly janky time with it. Uh, it's sort I of a did, shame. did, yeah. yeah. But it was more towards the beginning of the game. Um, again, maybe there was a patch midway through, which I didn't even notice. Yeah, might, maybe, yeah. But yeah, the beginning was, you know, I had crashes. I was um, having a little bit of... I don't want to say trouble with the first two planets. Again, it's kind of self-inflicted. I should have just made a better choice and assumption and walked away. Yeah, that's uh, sort was, of what I ended up doing. It was more like the the map stuff, seeing these uncharted islands that really misled yeah. me and made me think, well, I'm like, they wouldn't chart the, the island unless you go there. But then yeah. I'd go close with the bug and they'd be empty. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? And yeah, the weirdest there, one was the, the, um, the that little like, platform sort of like uh, i don't know it kind of looks like an oil derrick sort of that you come back to yeah when you and you and it turns out you just like run over top of it basically when you're doing the big sargasso return to don't sargasso let me mission. see that before i go to it because i'm just like i was circling it on the bug like what me am too. i doing here yeah yeah and i tried to like jump off the bug and like dash and double yeah, jump to land too. on it and it was weird yeah i i think just yeah, maybe just not even spawning that stuff. Like it wouldn't make sense for it to not be there, but just just don't spawn it in. I think maybe would have been smarter, or put a giant, I don't know, flame on it or something that's you know makes <laughs> yeah. it seem like you can't go there. And they they repair it. The morts repair it when you come yeah. back. I don't know. Yeah, little little things like that uh, got in the way, and I agree they they did happen. All of my bugs and issues were early on and then the second half of the game was smooth sailing yeah um, true. But yeah um apart from that dude you know yeah the clank puzzles were not for me um and there was unfortunately some jankiness um some of it self-inflicted but in my defense i feel like the visual you know guidance could have been improved in some areas but it, it there's no way that that stuff uh you know ruined the experience uh, Ratchet and Clank Ripped Apart is it's just a joy it really is just a joy and it's just just so good to see this franchise alive and kicking uh, seeing yeah. the player base expand and more people jump on uh, it's just amazing it's just amazing and yeah. like you said probably like in a couple of months uh, a few of these things will be patched up and it will be a shiny gem or a shiny bolt of a video game yes yeah I um I agree completely it, it's it's it warms the heart to see yeah ratchet doing so well that to see it back to know that like yeah we're definitely going to get a couple more ps5 games you know sequels um i imagine the dimension stuff sticks with the format I, right because they have the dimensionator so. the two all the characters will probably be together so i reckon the next game really ramps up the dimensional usage as a game. That, that would be cool that would because be cool. you know by the time that comes out they'll have years of ps5 dev experience i would imagine mm -hmm. uh you know they i mean they've already shipped two friggin games on the ps5 the madman yeah, um yeah it's just it's just happy happiness from ratchet you know it's just it's it was just a delightful experience from start to finish it was so it was like it's sort of corny but like it came out at the perfect time where you know this sort of slow healing return to normal is beginning mm -hmm. right and vaccines yeah. are rolling and all these things and the sun is shining and then ratchets <laughs> out and it's like oh yeah. hi <laughs> ratchets the only hug i've gotten in year in a year oh, and a God. half and oh, it, no. it wasn't even a real hug but it felt like one <laughs> yeah and and somniac have almost become the new naughty dog when it comes to technology and visuals yeah 
and fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should. We, yeah. That, yeah. That should be the end of the review right there. Yeah. Insomniac, the new kings are fun. Sure. It's yeah. Good game, man. It's, it's good. It's good. It was great. Yeah. So we started with Summer Jeff Fest. Uh, yeah. As we usually do. Uh, or at least the precedent's been set from last year with Big Jeff, uh, the Dorito Pope himself, um, who actually follows the Twitter account, which is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're connected with Jeff. Uh, but anyway. Have we just have we started? Have we just gone? No, Joe, please to get us in. Here. Oh, I thought oh I thought there was gonna Oh okay, my bad. I thought there was I thought he was gonna do something else, like a like separate recording intro type thing and we were just actually jumping into it legitimately. No, I think it's no, now we can, no, no. Now just, this is it. This is it now, Ben. You you fucking no, you just I'm embarrassed wow. now. Oh this man. Is your, this this is, so this is Ben, by the way. This the, is our podcast guy, Ben. Welcome onto the channel, Ben. You fucking ruined the entire video, dude. The podcast police are storming down into my basement <laughs> and they're gonna <laughs> give me the re-record the entire ratchet chat now. They're gonna oh, give me the yeah. they're gonna give re they're gonna give me we a big wedgie. No. There's uneditable. That's not how these things nothing gets edited on this channel. That's yeah, true. Um, yeah, anyway, uh, I am Ben, and I uh, frequent the uh, Defend the Podcast, which you can find wherever podcasts are sold. Uh, it's yeah. mon- monthly, kind of uh, every four weeks or so. We just kind of talk about what we've been playing, and the guys kind of get a chance to talk about things not myths-related. So, um, yeah, if you're, that's always nice. Yeah, so if you're if you're curious about kind of the, uh, the, the men behind the myths, uh, per se, uh, you can check out the Defend the Podcasts uh, wherever podcasts are sold uh mm-hmm. yeah i think so i can't keep up with all the places plat podcasts show up now yeah but i think i just I think we're fine i'm trying to get off we're on I, i'm trying to get away from spotify but uh so i just try, we're on pocket casts we're, we're everywhere i don't know we're everywhere yeah yeah we're everywhere so, if you're not it's not real yeah, then if we're not there we're on your iphone and we're on your android and if you're on something else we're there too but yeah, yeah. So we're going to talk about sort of E3. Yeah, weird year. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously. Another weird another year. weird year. Yeah, this one definitely felt like a hybrid of uh, the before and the current times in a way that yeah. uh, did not feel like a fu- like the future, <laughs> which, is, uh, no. which is interesting. Uh, I feel like um, what we usually do in our friend group is we, we get together, uh, we get on Discord, we share the screen, and we watch the streams together. I feel like every time we did it this year, nothing happened, and everything good happened when we weren't doing it. <laughs> really? Like, eh? Well, what, like, what happened that was awesome? Like, aside well, from the Elden Ring thing, like, I don't know, right? Like, was uh, that well, it? Oh, we went together for the Battlefield. Yeah, stuff. Battlefield and Horizon, I guess. But we went together yeah, for Horizon. Were... We went right, together for right. Jeff Show. Uh, and then my right. microphone broke for the end of Nintendo, which wasn't the biggest wow. thing, but, you know, no, I still true. wasn't there for it. <laughs> true. <laughs> but Microsoft anyway. was the only, like, traditional press conference, though, that happened this year. And, I mean, we were there for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But... We'll, we'll get to it. Should we Should we just yeah. start, like Ben said, with Jeff's, Jeff's Funhouse? Yeah. The Keeley <laughs> Show. I mean... Was awful. Even <laughs> happened always. before the end of it? I, I think I might have blacked out. Yeah, I'll... the only thing I have written down that was not Elden Ring was the Death Stranding director's cut, and that was it. Yeah, oh, yeah. So they wow. we don't know anything about. <laughs> they they opened the show with they did the t- uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, 
Uh, oh, no, please don't go over I'm not, all this. I'm not, oh, I'm, not. I'm just, I'm literally just bullet points and anything relevant otherwise. The Metal Slug thing, uh, but yeah, really just a lot. Of, a bunch of garbage. The Death Stranding thing was a big surprise. Uh, Jeff Goldblum <laughs> selling Evolution 2 was also pretty wild, but yeah. I don't think he knew what he was talking about. I'm not even sure if he knew what the game Which was. Which one? Jeff. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say Kojima, which also is accurate. Yeah, what the hell was Kojima talking about as well? I don't know. He talked about 9-11 twice Mm. and then announced a director's cut for Death Stranding, so... He's been big inspired (laughs) by the uh, global shutdown. Uh, that's I that's what so. that's what I parsed from it, and like what I found, I found it quite endearing what he had to say, and then Jeff just kept tying it back to like, <laughs> well, it's I can't wait to see how it all ties back to your art, and it's like, oh man, like, yeah. <laughs> like, anyway, it was very oh. very, and then we get that trailer. Um, yeah, we get that trailer. Let me get that trailer. What, yeah. what what's a director's cut? What does that mean? Well, in film, it's when the studio has final say and the theatrical cut mm-hmm. is not what the director wanted. And then it's like 10 years cut. later, someone gives him money and says, all right, here you go. You can assemble the director's cut. People want it. We know we fucked up and it's maybe not always the definitive version, but you know, missing content. The director's vision is completed to their satisfaction in video games. That doesn't happen. And then Death Stranding is it an auteur? Like, didn't he? He had like Death Stranding was a fucking mess because he had complete creative control of that game and it showed. So what? I don't know what a director's cut of Death Stranding means. If it was a director's cut of MGS Five, you know that would make sense. But Death Stranding was. 20 hours too long already. <laughs> mm. I don't know what a director's cut is. Yeah, I am definitely fascinated by what it could be. I'm impl- I'm th- got to be yeah. got to be different gameplay implications or something. We have no idea, that's the thing. Yeah. I I mean I think there's a real possibility that it's just hey, we put haptics in the game, which will be awesome, mm. and brought the PC DLC we did into the game. Right, it was and DLC. That's it. Well, there was just like weird items that they added to the PC version and they also added like like hacking stuff oh. and like they did a bunch of weird other game tie-ins for Death Stranding on PC. Um but it's not major, it's not story or anything. It's just like a few gameplay things to my knowledge. But but I don't know. I I you can't expect normalcy or pre- being able to predict what a Kojima thing is. So, yeah. I mean, we don't know anything about it. They said that we're going to get more soon, which probably to me means at the Sony event that will inevitably happen. Mm. Um, but it's baffling. <laughs> Especially like the Metal Gear tie-ins in the trailer. That was very strange. Yeah. It's so, Big time. It's so weird. I have no idea. Kojima's I... an asshole. <laughs> but I kind of I love it. I kind of never get bored of him. And I kind no, of always no. want to see everything he's doing and I kind of want to play everything he makes forever. I mean, I'm sure And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if the director's cut adds like 20 hours of story content. <laughs> <laughs> mm, I, I just don't want it to be like a Persona 5 Royale where you have to play the whole game again, you know. Mm. Yeah, that would be unfortunate. I hope it uh I'm sure it'll look just I'm sure it'll up the presets and it's going to look really nice on PS5. Yeah, oh, oh, the PC version was hmm. the PC version was really really impressive. Mm. Um, 
60 FPS makes that game feel, or or higher FPS makes that game feel so good as well. Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've talked really for too long about this thing, which yes. was a <laughs> three-minute trailer of Norman Reedus hiding in a Metal Gear box. That's what yes. Kojima wants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know it is. Um, nothing oh, else other Kojima. than Elden Ring, really. I mean, the, I'm not a big Evil Dead guy, so that's not really nothing. Back for Blood, where it's you know what it is, but. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, Elden, Elden Ring. Same game Elden, Elden Ring, Ring it was the best surprise of E3. I never in a million years would I have bet that Jeff got Elden Ring for his shitty show. Especially Elden because Ring. of all the memeing that maybe I might have instigated in our Discord <laughs> channel that morning. <laughs> it, uh, but it's, it's the Game Awards, man. Elden Ring yeah. at the Game Awards. The reason like everyone asked for it was mostly a little bit ironic, right? Like as a joke. I think so, yeah. He is a wizard. Well... I'm trying to think here. He did have the first ever teaser trailer for well, the Sekiro. Oh, did for he? Sekiro. Huh. Yeah, when it it was it was just they it was uh, the 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 main guy, not the main character, but like the uh, the blacksmith fellow. Oh, that first um, CGI trailer thing. Yeah, and he was like using like uh, tinkering with the weird bone arm thing right, right that mr Sekiro mm-hmm. has and it just said shadows die twice and that was at jeff's game awards oh my and gosh. that fueled like 10 months of speculation that it was bloodborne 2 um right. and then you know it turned out to be Sekiro. um who does so- jeff know over at from software because they obviously like him a lot or maybe they just hate the electronic expo mm. you're saying yeah. i don't know but you know like Good on, good on Jeff and that show Man, for getting yeah. fucking Elden Ring. That he was trailer, so hyped though. about it. There was so much like buffoonery behind the scenes on our end about that. It's never going to be there. And, you know, it's been been two years since a CG announcement trailer. Um, I feel like the trailer of Elden Ring is what E3 is all about. And it's how yes. it's like a lost art. Game reveals are a lost art. Mm. Oh, where, yeah. I mean, like we haven't got to Microsoft yet, but like it's just like Starfield is like the way that no Ugh. one wants it to go down. Yeah. Uh, and just like these CGI trailers that go on for years and years and years. And Elden Ring was just like, we're, we're making it. It's coming out. And then nothing and then a giant gameplay reel yeah, with a release Yeah, this is what date. it looks like, yeah. This is yeah. exactly what it is. And there's a lot in that trailer oh, as well. Like, you slow down on that trailer, there was so much content. Yeah, I couldn't believe yeah. what was unfolding in front of my eyes as the trailer oh. went on. It, like, just for oh. open-world traversal. And uh, oh. and just scope. Of course, can double jump. Yeah. <laughs> Scale walls, so and they can. The gamification so of the horse is fascinating. Yes. yes. Where they're just yeah. like, it can just be summoned in midair. There's no fall damage, it looks like, with it. It can double jump, it can run up walls. It's like, what is the fun what is choices? On? Like, oh man. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so exciting. It looked like a video game ass video game, and it made me yeah. very excited. I. There are two great tragedies that have happened in the last year. One was not being in a voice call with Joe for Elden Ring, and the other was not being in a voice call with Joe for Harry Potter last year. <laughs> mm. and, oh, come uh, on, man. It's Jeff's show. Like, how are we supposed I to know? know? How are we supposed That's to know? That's what I was even saying I, at the beginning. Even, even though it was obvious for all of his teases that, of course, he was going to have it there. It was not The obvious. strategic standing in front of all the letters except for ER. I mean, come on. I can't believe that was real. I can't believe it. But yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I I wish I had heard your excitement. I mean, it came through, you know, in text form. Decently, oh my god, but... dude! I was losing my mind. It was a 
pretty baller trailer, as oh, they say. Such a good yeah. trailer. Man, I could not believe yeah. it. Someone who's never played like a fun when, game, that game looks nuts. When Microsoft inevitably has, theoretically, games to show, you know, like Fable and, and things like that, that were CGI trailers, they need to do that. Like, they, if, if Fable wasn't here this year, it'll be there next year. Mm. They need to ana- like show a five-minute gameplay trailer and be like, motherfuckers, it's out in October. Like, it doesn't happen right. in E3. It just doesn't happen in it anymore. No, it doesn't seem to happen anymore. Like the lead up to E3 had the best stuff. Like um, a little bit before we had the Dying Light 2 reveal. Right, which was great. Where, again, another company who had stayed so silent, people were starting to speculate that the game was dead. (laughs) Yeah. And then they just came out. They showed like five minutes of it. And again, release date. They dropped it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Battlefield. A lot of whispers. Didn't show anything. Boom. Here's a big thing. And even more E3. And an Elden Ring. And, and Horizon um, as well. Yeah. With, the, with like a 15-minute gameplay chunk. No no date, but, you know. Yeah. Still, you look at that and you're like, yep, that's a video game. Yeah. You know what this, you know. Whereas, yeah, it just... <sighs> um, Elden Ring, yeah. That game looks fascinating. One thing I do want to call out that I did, like, from the Summer Game Fest that uh, we skipped over was Sable. I thought the Japanese breakfast Sable. performance... Oh, yeah. Uh, the Sable showing was really good, and I got to play They're that not demo. Like good-looking indies, not good-looking yeah. indies. They put they put a demo out for it on Xbox, and I played some of it. And that's gonna be really interesting. It's gonna be an interesting mm. game. So yeah, I did not play that demo, but yeah, that game's been floating around for years, and it, it just continued. It looks really neat. Yeah, yeah. So. there were definitely a few indie things here and there, but it's it is hard to keep track of. Oh God, yeah. The indie market, just in general, yeah. at this point, something's really got to be just, striking to uh, to leave an impression, yeah. and and it's hard. If I we're... hear about it more than once, yeah, then maybe there's something to it because so many of these games just I will never hear anyone talk about ever again, which is sort <laughs> of tragic, but also, you know what? It's just you so can't play everything. See, it's just so much. It's harder too when we're about to. Uh, reap the breath of the wild inspired or inspired uh indie games where there's open world stamina based traversal and i think we're gonna see a, a wave of this so it's gonna be harder for these indie games to stand out when a lot of them are going to be chasing that that uh i think that vibe so i don't know yeah probably yeah um xbox but yeah the jeff show the jeff show sucked <laughs> yeah, except except for the fact that it uh, didn't and it had the best surprise of the entire year so i don't man. know i'm conflicted and i'll watch it next Jameson, year, that's probably. what it's all about a terrible show yeah i'm a jeff believer yeah <sighs> a good finale that's all yeah. you can ask i for. followed him for that show on twitter and then as soon as it ended i unfollowed him mm. <laughs> oh how dare you he follows you us him. yeah hi jeff <laughs> hi avid hey, listener jeff, jeff Keeley. um <laughs> yeah Fellow Canadian. <laughs> he loves to remind you that, doesn't he? Uh, God. Oh. God um, uh, Microsoft has a, uh, did a did one, too? Didn't they? With they that? Yeah, Microsoft was the only one that did a real show. Yeah. they. Uh, I would call, even though Microsoft's maybe didn't have the highest Elden Ring-like highs, mm-hmm. that, was a, that was a video game-ass E3 press conference. Yeah. Everything that got some show. time. Yeah, it was pretty balanced across the board, and maybe to its own detriment. Uh, but yeah, we saw we saw Halo, and we saw Starfield, and we saw we saw Outer Worlds two big hit. We no. saw <laughs> no, I'm just joking. We uh, but no, we <laughs> we we gotta we gotta look at uh, Halo, and we did get a glimpse at Starfield, and we can talk about the dates situation. Should we leave Halo for like? 
after we've talked about all the other Microsoft things because I feel yeah. like the I feel like this chat is like a bunch of just like oh that was this this was that yada 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 and then like forty minutes of us talking about the Halo Infinite yeah, we and, can and the state that. of Halo. Uh, um, so Halo notwithstanding, uh, we got like yeah. we got Stalker Two got showed off. Uh, Stalker yeah. Two was like really the best cool. trailer of the show. Yeah, <laughs> big. Uh, that had a big atmosphere right out of the gate. Good little surprise. It was a very good trailer. I love that it was in Russian. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, for such a main event, Microsoft style, you know, like, yeah, just a five minute, like, weird, slow trailer all in Russian is perfect. That's mm-hmm. perfect. It's nice to have that alongside uh, Metro now. Like, just having Metro around, that's kind of kept that. Um quiet european shooter looter um ambiance around for the last few years it's kept the the weirdos yeah uh, engaged <laughs> yeah. in that genre definitely yeah, yeah the, and, the and it's expanded it as well a lot because like the stalker games i think were quite small hardcore pc player base and that's it whereas metro has definitely broken out yeah wide which is cool yeah and and probably will help stalker 2 out yeah. uh providing that game lands well it looks amazing yes uh, <laughs> uh looks awesome i'd be really interested to see what that like just a little bit more what it is though like it was nice getting mm-hmm. a, yeah. a real glimpse of it but um yeah we uh and a release date yeah april next year which is like next april it really Jesus. When you think about April, it really feels like it's a year away, but it's it's less than nine months. Like it's it's. Well, is it? Though? I don't know. I don't know math. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> either. April Six, feels four, like a long, quite a. It is less than a year. Yeah, ten months. Yeah, it is less months. than a year. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, that that's gonna be right around the corner. And Game Pass. Um, and Game a Pass. A lot was of everywhere. Game Pass in that show. Game Pass was. I think everywhere. it was. I think it was thirty games, and twenty-seven of them were on Game Pass. Yeah. Jeez. Which is. Pretty amazing. I think like you know, Battlefield wasn't, yeah. and then I guess two others somewhere were not on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing. Game Pass, yeah, yeah. Shown for, is uh, impressive. For That's gonna have a crazy year. Yeah, yeah. I'm very yeah. It's gonna be especially like I'm thinking of November because we have they'll have Forza Horizon Five and Halo. Ooh. Like and, well, and, Halo Infinite campaign. Yeah. On Game Pass. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Well, that's what I imagine. Uh, that's why I'm like, I, I don't. It has to be, right? Because, yeah. like, what else? If the other, I don't know. Yep. Anyways, can't uh, talk about Halo yet. Save it. <laughs> Battlefield, though, is Ooh. like, oh. they have not dropped the ball yet here, Ooh. which is just, oh my gosh. Talk, like, are we really, is is it really, is Battlefield going to be game of the year? Like, like what's, <laughs> yes. what the hell is going on here? Like, my word. Like, uh, dice. I can't believe this. Ba- ba- yeah. Battlefield looks so good that I think it might have ruined the Halo moment for me. Again, I can't. I know we're trying to save Halo, but I can't help it. The whole show is about yeah. Halo for me. But yeah. Battlefield is like the transformative uh, comeback that mm-hmm. I think every fan wants a franchise to do when it has a bit of a Without, rough spot. Yeah, yeah. And, Without actually know. being like a major shakeup, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, yeah. You, you look at it, you're like, yep, that's Battlefield. And it looks fucking awesome. But it looks huge and expansive. And like, it looks like people have been working on it for years and years and years. Mm. And the, the, yeah, the trailers are, there's an energy to them that comes through. A confidence. That they, there's an excitement to those trailers that you're like, the people are make people making this are excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I am excited. Me they, too. They, and, they want us hit, to experience yeah. what we're seeing in these trailers. You really get yeah. that vibe. Like they really, yeah. they really want that to be your experience. And it's just nuts. It's nuts because it looks like it's around every corner. It's gonna be bonkers. 
That game looks it felt like silly. they were saying, look at this shit. Look at this yeah, shit. Like, look at, look at what yeah. we did. Yeah. I think the thing that stood out most in that trailer um, is the uh, uh, physics on the vehicles, which is something they actually, maybe I just noticed it more because I, I had seen in like, I don't know, mm. when they announced the game a couple weeks back, they were like, one of their talking points was, hey, we have a completely new physics engine for the game and the especially for the vehicles. So I was sort of looking for that here. And it's really, if you go back and look, like, oh, yeah. the physics on every, all the vehicles look really spot on. Like even when the ATV hits the tail of the helicopter before it explodes, mm-hmm. it's just, and the, the Osprey being pulled into the tornado while it's yeah. sitting around. That was so good. Oh. Look, like that stuff looks super. The drag and everything, yeah. God. Yeah. Oh my god. The Humvee doing the ramp and exploding or whatever midair. Like, all that stuff looks super, super oh awesome. God. We're it, gonna uh, do so much shit. Leads me to believe I that, know. like, it won't be an insta-kill if you get wrapped up in a tornado. Like, there'll be enough kind of... You'll probably spiral around that thing enough. Probably take the physics, chip damage. So like, yeah. yeah, take some damage over time, yeah. Man, that rules. I cannot wait for that freaking game. I feel Box. like if they show in the trailer someone, you know, riding a car into the tornado, getting out of it, and wingsuiting away, I, I have to figure you can do that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah. Battlefield. It is weird to think that Battlefield is probably my most anticipated game for the rest of the year. <laughs> mm. I didn't yeah. think they could do it yeah. because the last several Battlefield and Battlefront games have not been good mm-hmm. for me. Um, but here we are. They nailed it. They look like they're nailing everything they've said and shown. Sounds like they really get it this time, which mm-hmm. is exciting. It does. I agree. Yep. And we'll see more uh, at the EA event in a month. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they are doing it so late in the in the summer, but whatever. It's a bunch of things in July for some reason. It's a bunch of things right at the end of July, which is a full month from now. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Um, other notables, Forza Horizon 5. Um, Oof. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. my. Sheesh. Um, cannot wait for that one. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. That- that was another thing where it's like, am I really going to get excited for another Forza yeah. Horizon? Yeah, I am. I think and, I am. Uh, and, then, and there were lots of rumors about Mexico. And I was like, oh, does Mexico, is that going to be interesting? And then they showed it. I was like, ah, yes. <laughs> okay. I'm very excited for this game. Yeah. yeah. It's only going to be my uh, second one that I played. So. Right. Same, yeah. I'm a newbie. Um, it'll be my... Well, I didn't. I, I think I. Yeah, I, I've only played four, like two, three, four. Right. Mm-hmm. I did. I I played. A, went back and played a little of one after two came out. But yeah, it. Again, it's weird to feel so excited for like some of my most anticipated until Horizon. With Horizon not having a date, it's like mm. I, I'm not locking it in mentally yet. Yeah, but yeah. Battlefield and Forza Horizon Five are like the two things I'm maybe most looking forward to this fall, which is weird. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, but, is it weird? I'm. No, no. I think something that I wanted to bring up for all of this E3 stuff is like sort of related to the cross-gen rant we had in the last Defend the Podcast episode, which is like everything we've seen, everything coming out this year and into early next year is cross-gen. And I never once thought about that while watching the E3 stuff. Like Elden Ring looks great. Forza looks great. Battlefield looks great. Like all these things are just, they're not... They're iterative sequels in a lot of ways, or or they're familiar. In Elden Ring's case, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's we we know what from so they're from, it's FromSoft doing their thing, but they're mixing things up more. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't really matter when they when when you're making a sequel. 
it doesn't really matter if it's cross-gen or not right now when it looks as good as it does, not just visually, but just like there's enthusiasm and excitement behind the the development of these like fifth Forza game and God <laughs> yeah. only knows yeah. how many 20th Battlefield game. Uh, and that that can still be exciting. And I, I'm, yeah, I'm very surprised and excited by the rest of this year. Mm-hmm. Looks looks way better than I ever thought it would. And with yeah, whatever sure. Halo is going to be in there as well. It's just, it's going to be fascinating. I think. Uh, yeah. Top to bottom. It is. Yeah. I, uh, I am looking forward to Shredders, uh, which we saw at the Microsoft show what as well. Shredders. The snowboarding game. Snowboarding. Oh, the snowboarding thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, adjacent to that, uh, Riders Republic from Ubisoft uh, did look interesting as well. Uh, yeah. Which we I saw mean, I after think the fact that obviously I did like we're skipping ahead, but we're not going to talk about anything at Ubisoft. So no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know what day that happened on. No, that, yeah, that's I, why I just want to say, while talking about Shredders, Riders Republic right. just seemed like a good... But yeah, those two games look fun. Uh, it does. Uh, yeah. I think it's like a fifth, like 100 people just biking around, I assume yeah. crashing into each other. It looks like it's got a good spirit to it. I'm sure it would be monetized all hell, but, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. uh, if it's fun, it's fun. Yeah, big... You know, uh, yeah, it's I, I, I big SSX vibes for sure, and I'll take I'm frothing mm-hmm. for the bit of anything like that. I feel um, like that genre has been waiting for like a big multiplayer thing. Mm. I feel like that genre of um, trials, whatever, wherever that uh, franchise has been leading to when it comes to influencing other games, uh, I feel like that space has been missing like a really giant multiplayer thing. So yeah. I'm excited. That hope, Phantom, it, hope it turns out well. That Phantom of the Abyss game seems adjacent to that in a way where it's multiple people. Pursuing one course in the. Uh, I'm not to... sure about that anyway. game. Yeah, I don't sure. know what that. What is that yeah, game? I, it's that. It's like uh, a new temple run thing. Yeah, first person, pers- PC. It's pers- anyway. We're getting out. We're getting out of the sauce here a bit. Uh, that Redfall game, though, uh, the fact that they let Arcane close, Arcane Austin close, close out the show. Yeah, close with the show. a uh, four. Which it gives me big uh, Redfall four-player cooperative uh, vampire fighting game. I guess I get big Fortnite save the world energy from. <laughs> yeah, like, I know what you mean. It gives the style. me. Bi- yeah, and I just I don't know if it's gonna just end up being like a four-player cooperative survival base builder type. No, it's not. It's it's it's. it's uh, it's, Hero shooter. It's a, sing, it's a single player open world. Oh, immersive shooter that can be played in co-op with other up to four people. That's what they said, like in the press release or whatever. Okay. Uh, but you know, like we said, I think Joe, you mentioned it. It's like the uh, the Suicide Squad game from last year. It's a CG trailer. I don't know what this looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Until we see it. Yeah. 100%, 100%. But hundred percent. I trust Arcane. So yeah. Me too. I, I think it's. I think. I think it's cool. If a little weird, but cool and kind of awesome to close the Microsoft show with a new Arcane IP because Arcane deserves all the attention. Yeah, um, give them the flowers. They got a lot I of just, unwanted attention from people who thought it was going to be Elder Scrolls Six. <laughs> that cracked me up. Oh, Jesus man. Christ! <laughs> Where do these people get on these trains? Like, what the fuck? I don't know. That's it's so baffling. Um, they want to be right about the big one. Yeah, I don't know. Redfall, like, we'll see. I look yeah. forward to seeing gameplay. It's it's the Dishonored people. There's a lot of very smart people that worked on those Dishonored games that are working on this. Yeah. Uh, it'll probably be really good. Yeah. Let's just, I'm just going out on a whim here based on the last 12 years of arcane <laughs> games or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It'll probably be pretty good. Yeah, that's what I keep, that's what I keep trying to fall back on. And, uh, which, yeah. yeah, which is, like I say, it's great that they gave them that, that opportunity 
big big spot for them at the end of the show and uh weird yeah. spot though isn't it weird i Halo it is Starfield. weird it is weird for sure it's a lot of trust game. yeah it is weird the, a lot of trust. we haven't really talked about starfield yet because there isn't really much to say yeah but um it's weird that we're still not seeing anything from that game and it has is a release it though, date like it's not out for another year and a half, so I mean, like, is it? It's maybe nothing. not. No, like, I nothing. don't know. Yeah, I, I think I saw someone say that, like, maybe the reason that they even had this Starfield thing was just to like come out and say, like, uh, it's exclusive to Xbox. Stop right. these conversations. It's coming out only on Xbox. We we paid seven and a half billion dollars. <laughs> it's not coming out on the PlayStation Five, <laughs> yeah. nor is Elder Scrolls. I feel like, and I I kind of agree with that. Like that maybe is why they had that there. That it's, might make sense, yeah. But it is weird to also give the game a date and not show, really not show a single fucking. How can they show it. nothing and know the day it's going to be finished? <laughs> How can you do yeah. that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's hard to wrap your head. That around. That is not coming and out November twenty twenty two. No way. I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. Or it would be a broken I, piece of shit. Who knows. Well, it will be. I like to think even if we'll... they ship it in 2025, it'll still be a broken piece of shit because it's a Bethesda game. I like to think <laughs> they, we'll they see fucking it. they don't have working ladders in the game. Yeah, Todd Howard literally gives an interview the day of the E3 show, and this nerd that's interviewing him, God bless them, is like, "Hey, ladders." In your Elder Scrolls games, what's up with those? How like that's famously there's never been ladders in any Bethesda game because your engine is too shit to figure out how to have a player climb up five feet. Um, will Will Starfield have ladders? Todd Howard. Um, no. Video <laughs> games are hard. Yeah. And it's like, are you fucking kidding? This is that's the literally the only thing I know about Starfield is that they've spent like seven years making a new engine or a 2.0 engine and 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 it's not going to have ladders functioning <laughs> ladders like what the fuck are they doing over there's there there's no way you can uh, fly a spaceship in that game there's no <laughs> way unbelievable there's no gravity in that game there's going to be nothing and stop asking me about it <laughs> <laughs> i can't wait for starfield oh man i yeah. would love for starfield to be awesome but it's bethesda and i just have no faith in them i just yeah, imagine i imagine we'll see it in november uh, just like around, you know, the the ten year anniversary of Skyrim. I reckon we'll get like the thanks for playing I, Skyrim. Thanks for buying Skyrim twelve times. Here's a sneak peek at Starfield. That'd be nice. I would be surprised if we see anything until next year. God, well, mm. it's hard to say. That'd but be interesting. I I think I think you said it, Joe, when we were doing the thing when we were talking over it. Where it's like there the the artwork for the the Microsoft show was fifty percent Starfield, fifty percent Halo. Mm. And I get it. Marketing is all about lying, but <laughs> yeah. it opened the show, and you're like, "Oh, they're gonna okay, they're gonna show Starfield," and it was just the most nothing teaser ever made. It's in space. Like they might as well have it. Might as well have been the the CG logo announcement that we got three years ago. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it was it was there was just nothing there. Yeah. Well, I think it was like um, you said in engine, didn't it? So maybe it was supposed to be like yeah. And I mean, you, you sort of get like a tiny sense of the aesthetic and the sort of near future yeah, it's NASA space. It's a space aesthetic. Sp- it's space, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's hard to conceptualize the difference between an in engine and cinematically tooled trailer when you're just showing a cinematic trailer in engine. That would like it's you're like 
oh, it isn't that, but it looks exactly lo- like we shot it exactly like it anyway, so you can't yeah. tell the difference. And it's just like, what? The- yeah, it's, it's. I will say when they when they showed the close up of the man's face, I was like, yep. That looks like an ninja. That looks like a video game. It mm. was like, oh, that's kind of a grungy looking face. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then there was concept art that came out for it, which looks honestly is pretty way wild. More intriguing. Pretty wild, yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, I have no idea how that game is going to be. I don't know. I yeah. I I was expecting to get some answers, and uh, the the only one we got was that ladders. They're not <laughs> happening. No. And they said it's like Skyrim in space, and I'm like, "What does yeah, that I d- mean?" I don't know. Because you know what that means. Well, are there multiple planets? Like, I don't know. I don't know what that means because yeah, Skyrim is just like a closed-in area that you walk around in, and dragons and mon- and and giants fight each other, and you go into instance dungeons. Yeah, you walk, does that mean you walk from planet to planet, and you <laughs> talk to spacewalk uh, from planet to planet? Yeah. A, a kid runs up to you as soon as you get to every planet and they come through the gate and they're like, Oi, mister, you gotta... And it's, it's a whole thing. <laughs> oh. Yeah. It zooms in on their face. Yeah. yeah. Oi! Would you like to buy this cheese wheel from me? And they're like, yeah, yes, I would. But if you, you don't, if you don't, somebody will shoot yeah, them with I an arrow. That. Yeah, I, yeah, somebody will shoot them with an arrow <laughs> then. How, how far into the game do you think it takes in Starfield before they make a reference to arrow in the knee? Hmm. I, I would say four minutes. <laughs> it's either going to be something off the cuff or a th- fifteen-minute side quest buried in the game, and oh, I don't you know, know which one I want. Fifteen-minute side quest. A fifteen-minute side quest is probably more likely. Yeah, right, I don't. Actually. I don't know which one I want least. <laughs> but I'll be playing. They also said in that interview something that makes me way less excited for it, which is they described it as like. Indiana Jones in space or quote a Han Solo simulator and that to me means like a, a sort of a frivolity a sort of just you know like goofiness to it that I hope isn't the case because what do you want you want misery no I want Mass Effect austerity I want yeah. like I know oh, yeah. you know we are something... an alien we like the alien technology is so instilled. like Mass Effect is takes itself very seriously but there is a lot of there is there's silliness all over mass effect but like there's just there's just like a vibe to mass effect where it's like it it has that sort of 70s future space you know like space is is the final frontier it's it's like we we got to take it just Wow, space! Instead, I don't want to be like, "Ha ha, I'm Han Solo in space." Yeah, let's go and fuck over here, aliens! Ha ha, mm. woohoo! Star Wars. Yeah. Um, any anytime you reference Star Wars as a thing for your new space thing, I'm immediately <laughs> worried because fuck Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've always enjoyed the tone of uh, Bethesda game stuff. I like Fallout. I like the tone of Skyrim. They kind of tread that line between. Like some self seriousness with like you know quips and ridiculous situations. I yeah, like, I Skyrim like is definitely games. like much more self serious with with sort of goofiness in the, around it. Whereas Fallout, I think, is maybe a little more goofy than it is yes. serious. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, whatever. That those are just weird marketing interviews. So like, who knows? But I don't think the, the game art, exists yet. <laughs> I know the concept oh, art. Fair. Like, I look at the concept art, and I'm like, I could picture this in a Mass Effect tone and love it. Yeah. You're not getting that. 
But I know, I know. You're I'm, not getting that. I mean, I don't... It's whatever. Like, I have no love for Bethesda's games. I, I don't really care. We'll Skyrim was Park, cool then. a decade ago. I really feel yeah, like it'll it's... be $3, so who fucking cares? Yeah. I feel like it'll play like they're going to go for, like, Uncharted feel or something. I don't know. It's going to be wild. Yeah, yeah, I'm just... I'm just sort of over that tone in games and the like uncharted cheekiness yeah like except you know if they want to do more uncharted okay you can keep doing that cheekiness ratchet is sort of in a similar vibe but like it's works so much so works you know you're playing little fucking alien furry rodent things with ridiculous guns like i just i'm just i would like the line to be brought back a little bit. I don't want Naughty Dog, The Last of Us 2, Misery. And I don't need, like, everything to be Han Solo, Uncharted, Puckish Rogue stuff. Mm. Like, just, you know, maybe, maybe dial it back a little bit somewhere in between. I don't know. You mean like, like The Outer Wild? Do you want that? Mm. Um, <laughs> the Outer Wild, that is? Outer, Outer Wild. Fucking mm. fuck, man. They announced a sequel for it. I don't want anything Outer Worlds. damn it, man. God damn those I don't want. God. I don't want anything to do with the Outer Worlds. No. Um, well, okay. If the Outer Worlds was good and more, like more interestingly written, yeah, the tone to no, no, actually, no. no I'm I want to try it how, again just to make sure. I'm it's remembering bad. all of the tone of the Outer Worlds <laughs> and how it was like, ah, corporations, we're your best friend. Wink, wink. Um, I'm no, no. I don't want any of that. No. Their trailer sucked where they're like, we're going to not show any gameplay and just show you a CGI logo. We're so clever so, and it's, witty. It's funny, dude. It's self-aware and meta. It's funny. Yeah. Have you, have, have, you probably haven't watched Rick and Morty. Um, it's kind of <laughs> like that. No, I'm too stupid for Rick and Morty. I know. It's, uh, yeah, that's... Not intellectual enough. Yeah. Anyway, I've got a... Uh, I'm I I'm, I don't know what Outer Worlds is anymore because I did play that game and I don't I don't know maybe who was I, I mean, then like, it was like Starfield but without yeah, anything in it it was at least it was it's a video game though it's gonna yeah. be on Game Pass we'll all have a look at it and then we'll see what happens and we'll talk about yeah it. and I'll probably play the whole thing and hate it you know <laughs> so. yeah, uh, Starfield as well it'll be 250 hours and I'll be like well that sucked <laughs> <laughs> but it was only three dollars so yeah. bang for your buck. nine out of ten. Uh, Nintendo. Nintendo. Yeah. We haven't talked about Halo yet, dude. Oh my gosh! You, you, I keep we pushed we pushed it. We're pushing it to the end of the Xbox. I guess that makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah. We should probably talk about Halo. Uh oh, man. I I I'm not. This. Hmm. <laughs> Where to even start on how to feel about it? Because you're gonna play it anyway. I think the sounds hard. sum it up quite well. Yeah, it is really tricky to quite articulate. It seemed like the whole world really loved what they saw, which is good, because I want it to be successful. But I think, like I said previously, the Battlefield trailer kind of ruined it for me, and the weird marketing around the word word infinite, instead of just calling it Halo 6, really... And also, like, the amount of time between Halo 5 and Infinite. I think I was just expecting a real transformation of the franchise, which would make sense, because, like, the entire multiplayer infrastructure and world has changed with battle royale and what people like nowadays so when they change the name of the game and it takes so long you start to kind of you know deduce some things in your mind or expect some things and what you don't or what i didn't expect was it just to look like halo 6 i kind of expected it to be 
Halo's comeback. And mm. we're big Halo fans, so maybe that's why it didn't sit as well with us as it did well, with maybe more casual players of the franchise. I think what's so fascinating and confusing is that I feel like we are the only people on planet Earth that feel this way about Halo Infinite. Mm. Everywhere I have looked, including the like most hardcore Halo places and the casual places, everyone is like, wow, this looks incredible. Halo is back. And I'm just confused by that. I mean, it because is technically back. <laughs> Halo is back. You're right. Yeah. yeah. But so... Uh, yeah, the what I like when I said Battlefield and Elden Ring have like an uh, they they feel exciting because they they the developers feel excited by it. Like you can feel that energy in the Battlefield trailers, mm-hmm. right? Halo. Every time they've talked about Halo, every time they've shown it, everything about that game just feels like it's uh that people are fulfilling an obligation, right? Right. And I'm sure there are a lot of people really excited about Halo that are making Halo, but there's just something, I don't know what it is, but there's just something about all of the infinite stuff where it's just like, yeah, so we're making we're making another fucking Halo game with Master Chief and Cortana and you walk around on f- small multiplayer maps and <laughs> there's equipment and rocket launchers and energy swords and it's Halo. We've been doing this for 20 years. And that that's just... Whereas, you know, Battlefield... Battlefield 2042 doesn't look that different from Battlefield 4. But the trailers are like, motherfucker, Battlefield is back, baby. Doesn't <laughs> yeah. it look awesome? And yeah. you're like, yeah, yeah it does look awesome. Yeah. Whereas these trailers are just like, eh, whatever, like here's Halo. Yeah. Like, it yeah, is. Hey, guys, is a good you got word, a yeah. Halo. Can you, can you watch it? We'll just put it in the middle of the Microsoft show, like around here couple minutes long and i do think i think dawson is on the right path here when he was saying um when we were talking over it that it it is microsoft is probably just trying to not lean on halo as a crutch Mm -hmm. and also you know and and be make it more clear that like hey we bought um bethesda for for seven and a half billion dollars (laughs) um we we have more than just halo now right and but i also think it is a and i think he's right in that and i also think part of it is just like um, we've spent probably $7 billion developing Halo Infinite over the last six <laughs> yeah, years. Yeah, that's where I'm at. With and it. it was such a disaster last year. Like, let's just not make it a big deal. Yeah. And and I agree. I like, And I think that's a smart approach. But also, it's really fucking weird because it's Halo and it is a big deal. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Because it's Halo and it's Microsoft. I think it's just in marketing, confidence matters. And people can smell it. You can sense yeah. it. You get like this, you know, you can. You well, get we second- can sense it, and apparently no one else can, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. You get like secondhand excitement from the energy of certain trailers, and Halo is just totally. like, here's, here's some more Halo. <laughs> yeah. The thing, now that I'm glad that we didn't record this like the day of or two days after, and that there's been a week and a half sort of to Bask. mull things over a little bit, settle down on it. And I would say, now that that's happened, like I look at the Halo gameplay and I'm like, I can I I have started to at least be able to imagine playing it and having fun and, yes. and starting to look forward to it and be like oh right I'm remembering now that like even though everyone on Earth seemed to fucking hate Halo Five so much it's bizarre but like I'm remembering oh yeah Halo Five feels great feels really Sounds good great yeah. it's super fun and I'm like oh yeah right Halo Infinite is probably going to be a pretty fun game. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh yeah, this the sandbox changes look smart. You know, they're they're dialing it back. This looks good. This yeah, okay. Um 
But I agree with you, Joe, where it's like everything about Halo Infinite just looks like it should have came come out in 2018, three years after Halo 5, and they would have called it Halo 6. Yeah. And and I think just if it was if that had been the case, I would have been super excited about seeing these trailers like four years ago. Mm. But it's just the amount of time that's passed and that it's called Infinite just and you look at it and you're like, oh, yeah, it's it's more Halo, I guess. Halo Infinite, <laughs> but I said Legacy seven times in the last minute. Like, right. It's like we're trying to make it traditional. And I, I, d- I also think people have forgotten what Halo 5 is like. Because they look at they all the talk is like, wow, it looks so awesome. It's like Halo 3 Infinite. It's like Halo 3 all over again. And I'm like, no. No. No, no. This looks a lot like Halo Five, yeah. except you don't have the little je- thruster pack anymore. It's a, it seems like that's a, a piece of equipment you can pick up now. Like, yeah. Do you remember when Halo Five leaked and the the so called aim down sights mechanic of Halo Five leaked, where you can you get like a one point five x sort of with the HUD zoom rifle. on all yeah. your guns, on all the guns in Halo Five. Yeah. And do you remember the vitriol with which that was received? It was it was wild. Mm. People were fucking furious. You know what is still in Halo Infinite? <laughs> yeah. That same mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> and no one gives a shit. And it's just it's just weird. And look, hey, I'm I'm happy that everyone on Earth except for the three of us are excited <laughs> about Halo Infinite. <laughs> That's great. I'm excited. excited. We are excited. Come I'm excited on. just relatively as well. But there, is a, but it's, there is a lot of people who just really liked a lot of that and it's no it is really no different than any other like they it, everyone's everyone's just proud it got there, y'all. We're all just <laughs> oh it, it got there, guys. We got it to the And like we got to the finish line. It just feels strange, and it feels like people have forgotten Halo 5, or, or just like, people just hated Halo 5 and 343 for so long for no, I think for not good, like, Halo 5 is a very well-made game, and it's very fun to play, and, and Infinite yeah. just, yeah, it just, but hey, look, I would much rather have them being excited about Infinite and happy and, like, kind to 343 versus the, like, decade of bullshit that 343 has gotten <laughs> due to Halo 4 and 5. Um, yeah, and also the campaign, I think the campaign is the bigger red flag for me still. Mm. Obviously, the campaign is not the most important part of Halo, but I really, like, I I very much care about the Halo campaigns. I'm a fool that knows and is still sort of cares about Halo lore as well. And they've really not shown or said anything about that campaign, huh? I mean, and the whole showcase was a bit vague on all fronts. Like, yeah. All we saw was like 4v4 arena stuff. Even Big Team was a bit vague. Yeah. Big Team was just sort of there, and it's like, ah, it's 12v12 now. Um, Is there going to be other modes? Can we see Forge in more detail? Mm. Is there going to be custom game browsers? Or, you know, how's I'm still work? very concerned about what's actually in there on day one in mm. terms of the other key pillars of Halo, like Forge and Customs and Theater. No way Forge and Theater yeah. in their day one. Like, there's just I would no be, way. There's no I way. would be really impressed He's if right. the Forge is there on day one. I, I, I'm I very doubtful for sure. Um, and, you know, the Halo, the, the campaign cutscene they showed was just like, what? Huh? Oh, I forgot about that. Yep, there's a new uh, They never even released it. Yeah. They never released it as its own trailer either, which is weird. Yeah. And, like... I, I, you know, I know, like, a lot of Halo terms. Like, I know, uh, 
like what what mendicant bias is mm, and you show me these halo infinite trailers and like i played halo wars 2 to get the story mm. and you show me th- these halo these halo infinite trailers and i'm looking at them like what the fuck is going on mm-hmm. like i have no idea what's happening <laughs> how is this a spiritual reboot when there's like there's another cortana there it's like a new version of cortana i I read up on that. You know where they covered that part of the lore in a book that came out last year. Right. Yeah, you read, read the books, you idiot. Oh, you, have to read you gotta the read the books. Yeah, you don't. You pay for Game book. Pass, so you don't buy the game, so you have to buy the books. This is like <laughs> the biggest problem with Halo storytelling since three four three took over. Is like Halo four and five. The stories are indecipherable because they put <laughs> you have to read like the forty different books and graphic novels. Yeah. yeah. And I've been saying for years that the game desperately needs like a deep Mass Effect codex, and that might help. And I just get that so much Ugh. from all of Halo Infinite's I just, story stuff as well. I don't. I, just, I, I don't I hate to say it. Yeah. I I, I I don't give a shit about Halo. I know. I don't want a codex in Halo. I don't want a codex in Halo. I agree. Halo should not need a codex. No. It's stupid that there are like there are yeah. thirty six Halo books that have been com- that have been released over the last fifteen years. Yeah. Literally, it's simple. Aliens um, bad, flood worse. Aliens good. It's not humans bad. Yeah, it's not complicated. Yeah, like the Halo, the Bungie Halo games, the storytelling. You know, there you know that there's a larger and deeper world and lore, but like you know what happens in the video game. Yeah, <laughs> and it's simple and it's fu- anyways. It's... The campaign doesn't actually matter that much. The story part of the campaign, I would, I but we still haven't seen. We fucking still don't any, they know said that anything. game. The, it's Halo they said the infinite, infinite campaign is like twice as the size of the Halo Four and Five combined. And I'm like, where is it? It's <laughs> Are going you to be releasing it? infinitely, so it's going to be a seasonal. <laughs> they might have just been talking about file size. Yeah. Oh yeah, maybe. Eh? <laughs> oh my me. lord. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they have ray tracing in the game at launch this time. They were originally not going to have it last year for launch. Yeah, I'm very curious. Well, full date, um, yeah, I don't know. No release date for Halo. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No. Starfield got a release date. 2022. For 20, fall 2022. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. That's also another part of it. I think if they had shown exactly that and just ended with a release date, that would have Mm -hmm. also changed the tone for me. Um. You know, it's starting to become. It seems like they they are just waiting to know when Call of Duty is coming out. That sort of seems like mm, what maybe. Is ha- but like, yeah, if there was one thing I would have bet my life on being at the Microsoft <laughs> show, it yeah. was the it release date for Halo Infinite, which was supposed to launch with their fucking console in November of 2020, and they delayed it by a year. And you're like, all right, it's been a year since we've seen this game. It's definitely going to get a release date. Nope. I can't believe that game is supposed to be out in November. Yeah. I wow. part of me still wishes it came out last year just to just to have seen the state of it. Yeah. The dark side of me just <laughs> it would have been something. It would have been wild, yeah. I'm sure the uh insider beta will get a lot of good reception. We'll mm. see how that will be very interesting. Yeah. That also doesn't even have a date. They're like later this summer. Yeah. It's like what? Yep. I, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. we'll see. I also just think three four three's art design is just. I'm not like super into it. There is something missing. There's just something missing. You know what is? You know what's missing for me? Purple. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. All the vehicles are banished brute red now for some right. reason. Well, I know why. It's because they're part of the banished faction, which were introduced during Halo Wars 2 and the expansions. Um, where's my purple? Yeah. Where's my purple? Ghost isn't purple oh. anymore. Yeah. Oh, really? It's it's red. The Banshee is red. Yeah. The color palette is a bit Call of Duty. It's just like very gray it is. and it green is. and yeah. And and like yeah. Halo, Halo has always had some maps that are are like that. You know, the pit, turf, like these maps mm-hmm. are they're they've definitely done some industrial sort of basic city right. environments in all their games. But there's also like weird, cool purple and silver alien shit everywhere. And yeah, well, who knows? Any forerunner yeah, the- stuff except for the Valhalla towers. Yeah, that was it. The, yeah. They're doing purple and stuff in Master Chief Collection right now. Like that's their season seven is all yeah, about that's purple. Halo. Pur- Halo's purple. Yeah, purple and alien. It's all about <laughs> the covenant. And silver. Yeah, you'll see. It's yeah. pretty wild. But yeah, I don't but know. Yeah, it's we'll have to see more maps, I guess. Also, but also, I wouldn't be surprised if the game ships with like the four maps we've seen. <laughs> yeah, and then they're like, we can't wait to communicate with our audience and find out what other maps they'd like we're gonna New map coming december 50 percent more maps in season two okay so four becomes six. Oh man i'm yeah. sad <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna build the game together guys oh together. man we've we yeah. hear you like yeah. i said it last year all of their shit where they're like we really want to work with the community to build our product and i'm like that is them bullshitting for we don't know what the fuck we're doing. We don't know what's going to be done for launch. It's going to be light on content. And that was the feeling a year ago. And I 100% still feel like that's going to be the case this year. And mm. I'm not... I'm worried about that. Mm. I think people have been... I don't know. Maybe I'm going to be wrong. But it feels like people have sort of been blindsided. And are like, wow, Halo is so awesome. It's going to make a comeback. But then come launch, there's going to be four maps... <laughs> and a campaign that probably doesn't have an ending and forge and custom games and theater are probably all not going to be there or not fully fleshed out and i if that's the case they they have majorly fucked up because mm. it's taken it, 6 fucking years to make this video game that's a lot Yep. But the thing is, we we should we should have come out knowing these questions, the answers to these questions. No, that's the thing. Like the game is supposed to be out in like four months. Yeah. (laughs) Do you know how many Halo games came out in a six-year period? Two thousand four to twenty ten. Halo two, Halo three, Halo three ODST, and Halo Reach in six years. Yeah, but you know, games were easier to make. Yeah, sure. Maybe a little bit. (laughs) The art was easier to produce. Mm-hmm. Halo 3 shipped with like 15 maps and invented Forge and Theater Mode. Like <laughs> It did, yeah. yeah. And they've taken six years and I... And I mean, again, maybe we'll be wrong. Maybe it'll be loaded with fucking content, but... Jameson, that was Bungie. Like, I, you know, gotta, I know. You gotta remember where I we're know, at. I know, I <laughs> know. Competent game makers. Not with Bungie anymore. I hope I like Halo. I'm looking forward to playing it. I wish... I was more excited. Yes. <laughs> well, you're apprehensive. We're excited. We're apprehensive. We will be playing it regardless, and I can't wait to see how it feels. I think it will be okay. It'll be fine. Yeah, it will be fine. It'll be fine. You know what would be way better, though, is Battlefield. 
Yes, that seems like a safe bet. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, like where were the where were the fucking where was the Halo music? Oh. Like the battlefield, the <laughs> was like coming True. through in every trailer, and I was like, yes, yeah. give me that crunchy garbage music. And where's the where's the <laughs> da, 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 hype Halo music? It was just like oh, we're white, we're making Halo. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Staten, hat in hand, like remember Halo? Joe Staten looks. So so tired like that, that vidoc they put out the next day was amazing because every human that is in that 343 video they look so tired the bags under their poor eyes these poor people oh man they didn't even crack out the halo drums it's unbelievable where is the enthusiasm from these fucking people making halo yeah. but you know a trailer doesn't represent the game itself no, no we certainly have learned that over the last few yeah. years, huh? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. helpfully, this means it's going in the opposite direction, where it's like the trailers aren't great, but the game is. Yeah, game marketing yeah. continues to be just uh, like a, just a slippery fish that nobody can quite understand. <laughs> There's like a few studios that know how to make a trailer, yeah. yeah, and they're incredible. And everyone else is either lying and should be like imprisoned for false advertising, or <laughs> they're just like, oh, I don't know. Here's Halo. We've been working on it for six years and spent $800 million on it. I don't fucking know. It's the marquee yeah. title. The biggest thing we have in the last seven years. It was supposed to launch with our whole console. I don't know. We don't know when it's out either. Bye. <laughs> yeah. It was oh, weird, God. man. It was just, it yeah, was it was weird. weird. It's just that, it was just that vibe. The vibe, yeah. the lack of detail, the tone. It was just odd. Yeah. The vibe continues to be questionable from Halo. It does. I worry. I am concerned. Listen, we're like sniffer dogs for things that just don't feel right. That's all yep. we're saying. Yeah. Yep. The vibe was bad last something. year. Something smells off. This is the fourth year that E3, that fourth E3 that Halo Infinite has appeared at. Really? Jesus. 2018 was the first showing. Gnarly. Ooh, four years of Halo Infinite. Yeah, something smells Anyways, off. Anyways, yeah, games something are hard. Yes, I agree. Okay. So. I think we have to wrap up soon, right, Ben? We do. But okay. well, good news is Nintendo. Oh man, Nintendo! Like, play the cricket noise. <laughs> what that? Like, oh man, I f- like. I feel like I had. I feel like I watched a completely different show. Um, yeah, than a lot people of folks liked it, did. Didn't people adored people were it. So into that yeah. show. Yeah, people took a lot. And it, which, which we've talked about how Nintendo has this ability to have something for everybody in a obscure way. And this was definitely a show that felt like that, except. They managed to do it without any Pokemon or Mario Kart or Donkey Kong. I feel like or they had something Mario. for everyone except for me. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Uh, yeah. But uh, um, yeah. I also think we follow a lot of 40-year-olds on Twitter. That That's, I think, mm. part of it. But, like... I don't. I don't know. I was. Like, I don't know. Maybe as, I'm wrong. As, I don't know. as far as like remastered collections, I had nothing to take away from. Like I don't, Breath of the Wild Two was hype because it's Breath of the Wild Two, and like yeah. I, I don't know. Outside of that, I wasn't too remarkably struck by anything particular. Which it did not feel like. It didn't feel like they'd been gone for like a year straight. No. You mean like three years straight? <laughs> yeah, and there was like a lot of whispers about obviously the pro, the pro yeah. switch, the Zelda thirty fifth when they announced Skyward Sword. There was these uh, these whispers that don't worry, like that's just the appetizer. When E three comes along, there's going to be. Uh, I heard rumors of uh, what the DS one, Spirit Tracks, yeah. and uh, Phantom Hourglass. 
Yeah, right. people were like digging up these, I don't know what you call them, you know, the, the copyright things, whatever, the, the, the product legislation, all that stuff. And yeah, I think there was just some like expectations for stuff like Mario Kart or Odyssey 2 or Mario at all outside of, you know, playing golf and being in uh, other products. In a coffin buried in the ground. Mm-hmm. Decapitated yeah. by Sephiroth. That's where he is. Yeah. I mean, we've got WarioWare. It's pretty cool. I thought WarioWare, so I had never seen WarioWare. I just heard about it for, you know, 10 years about how much people love it. And uh, great, I thought, man. I thought that trailer looked atrocious. Hmm. It's just like a bunch of like weird abstract mini games. Yeah, they all look garbage. Like everything about it looks <laughs> terrible. I thought. But it's not. Like, it's not like a visual feast. It's, no, no, no. Like I'm a... not even talking just visuals. But though I think the art styles were not. Good. It just. I was just like, what the fuck is it? it look... yeah. Anyways, that's WarioWare, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Warrior. I thought it. I thought. Yeah. I have my feelings about that WarioWare trailer are. Uh, it looks like they just made a game, a WarioWare game, for the sake of making. I don't know. Like the other ones looked <laughs> yeah. so inspired. The other ones looked so inspired. Yeah, and this one just looked like we did WarioWare again. P- please pay fifty-five dollars. Also, not, yeah, you know the pricing on everything is so oh, fucked man. up. And like, I don't want to. Like, I don't uh, want to not buy Metroid Dread because of that. But I won't be buying Metroid Dread because it's, it's so a hundred Canadian dollars. Yeah, like, like nothing. No disrespect to the game and the platform. Like, and, the, no. Say what you want about how the, the game looks, and I'm sure it's gonna be fine. And everything, but like, it is disappointing to know that I can't get close to that game. <laughs> I can't get anywhere near that game because it's gonna be a, a, a billion dollars uh, for that. It's uh, I just can't. No way. Nope. Yeah. yeah it's, it's yeah. I'm not buying WarioWare. No, what, I, what, I can't. I can't do it. Oh, yeah, I think Wario no was way. like, I looked at, what was it, like 60 bucks or something? 70 bucks yeah. Canadian? That's hard. It's like, it's like, come on. Yeah. You know? No. I'll, pay, I'll pay I'll pay $100 for Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Metroid Dread? Yeah, I just can't. It's so hard. It's so hard. Who are that games for anymore? Like, no kid can afford any one of these games. I don't know. Man. It's Well, no, I do. It's for the 40-year-old people who know what Metroid is. Yeah. <laughs> like, they literally said for, Metroid, Metroid 5, and I'm sure a lot of people, like, I knew what it yeah. meant. Yeah, and, like, and I guess Metroid I Dread know. was first <laughs> name-dropped, like, 15 years ago. You know, like, I was 12 15 years ago. Like, yeah. what yeah. the f- I don't know. I don't know what Metroid is. I've never played. I just... I think I said it when we were watching it. It's just we've there have been so many Metroid likes that now when I see actual Metroid, I'm just like, oh, it's just yeah, it looks like another fucking random Steam game, you know? Yeah, that's been an interesting Which, uh, discourse I've seen come up about that game. It's like how do how does it eclipse what has been inspired by it um, and has yeah. improved upon its, its own formula? Ooh. Yeah, like how does it beca- yeah. how how does Metro- how is Metroid better than Hollow Knight? Is right. is going to be a big question that comes out of uh, Dread, I think. Uh, yeah. I'd be very interested to see how they handle that. But yeah, there's there's really nothing coming out this year for Nintendo for me, and just like last no. year. Well, the oh, the only Nintendo related product that is exciting is from Ubisoft, and it's the Mario and Rabbids game, which you know I'm excited for. But like Nintendo itself, they just they they have done nothing for me mm-hmm. for um. Well, when did Mario Odyssey come out? <laughs> uh, four years ago. Uh, yeah, Super Monkey Ball looked cool. <laughs> Super yeah, sure. Okay. okay, yeah, real talk. I mean, that's coming out on everything, so great. Yeah. We can we can buy it on the PlayStation, Joe, for like $30 or something. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Monkey, Ball's, Monkey Ball's a classic. It's yeah. great. Yeah, Breath of the Wild 2. Um, it looked, it looked cool, man. It looked cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. There was something about the trailer which, I don't know, it's hard to describe. 
there's it like when you look at it you're like that looks cool but why don't i feel that excited about it at the same time you know what i mean there's like something about the trailer which doesn't like it doesn't paint a picture of what i'm going to be doing in the game and i don't think it showed the tools off enough where i'm like oh my brain can start to experiment with the sandbox without even playing it yeah like it yeah. showed like a ball reversing in time and then it showed link like slurping through water. a surface <laughs> yeah. it's like is, yeah. is time reversal the thing because that would be awesome and if you made it clear that time reversal was like a gameplay concept, then I'd actually be pretty excited because I like time yeah. stuff and a lot of people do. But it, I just kind of was a bit confused and I was like, OK, I like Breath of the Wild. That looked cool. Yeah, I'm not I'm like I'm I will never there will be no Breath of the Wild trailer that will get me really excited. You don't know so, that. No, I do. <laughs> like i i really enjoyed breath of the wild and i i look back on it fondly and 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 i will play too and probably have a good time with it but it's you know i i don't have the fever that people have for breath of the wild that's yeah. for sure the trailer was there and i was like okay that that was neat it took two years to get another 30 second teaser though and it's maybe gonna be out next year maybe um yeah maybe it's just hard to get excited for stuff that's still so far away and and nebulous. Yeah, I just think I feel just there's like an art form to reveals in trailers, and I don't know. There was just something about the Breath of the Wild two trailer which it didn't miss the mark. It just didn't strike inspiration inside my mind. I wasn't like I don't know. It just yeah, I can't really explain it. I can't put a pin on it. it looks cool. I, th- I feel like I should be more excited, you know? I feel like that's sort of the summary of this E3 in a lot of ways for me. is like, I feel like I should be more excited for the things that I expected to be, or like the heavy hitters. Right. I feel like didn't hit as heavy for me. But then these sort of, except for maybe, well, maybe that's not true. I don't know. Battlefield, Horizon, Elden Ring, all look fucking awesome. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. I tell but... you, as soon as E3 started, it just went all downhill. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Really. Like, Yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. But but I would say this year was good compared I mean obviously last year was, you know, a disaster and <laughs> um maybe it's just cuz I went in with like super low expectations. I didn't really even think E3 was going to have anything until like a yeah. week beforehand. Mm. And you know, there's good a lot stuff. of games coming out soon that I'm really yeah. looking forward to. Yeah, it was, I, and that's all that matters at the end of the day. I was definitely pleased with this year over last year because I was trying to be optimistic about last year just with the, uh, I thought the sprinkling of announcements throughout the summer was actually going to be like good and I tried to give it, the, but it, it, yeah, we, we talked about it before um, on the Defend the Podcast, but we uh, <gasps> just crumbs sprinkled throughout the months. And so this was, mm-hmm. it was nice to have a beefier week and just like, then you could extrapolate yeah. from it all and like plan your, plan your holiday season accordingly uh, with what you think you're going to be uh, interested in and stuff like that. It's, I don't know, it felt, it felt like a return to form and I, I am excited to see if things become more in person next year um, or what next year. I hope year so. And like. I hope that like these shows start to, uh, merge together so that we have maybe like three instead of 30 yes <laughs> uh, yeah it, it's like I, I'm looking forward to a Sony show I would just like to know when that's going to be like just yeah. like just cut the crap some rumors today saying July 8th but you know who yeah knows at this point yeah so. um but yeah it was you know it was it was all right it was yeah it was it was fine I give yeah. e3 a big oh. thumbs up <laughs> wow! Oh, wow! Oh man, I love these games. 
I'm a big gamer. I'm missing something? <laughs> I love these video games. Did uh, like Square Enix write him a check or something? Or something? <laughs> oh yeah, Square I'm Enix. here to kill <laughs> chaos. Oh, <man>. <laughs> Fucking chaos. Um, <laughs> wow, that show was amazing. Did Square not say one thing that like was semi interesting? No, they didn't. I don't think. No, no, no. nothing about Final Fantasy VII remake. No, no, really. Or Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, sixteen. Oof. They could. I would have like. Yeah, okay, that was it. Sixteen of the is going to be at the Sony thing though. Like, True. You know, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy looks trash. I just <laughs> gotta <laughs> say, it was the worst thing I've seen out, out of all the entire week. And 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 Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance came out, and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy was the worst <laughs> wow. thing I've seen. Wow. It does look Shots trash. fired. That game looks I'm really surprised oh. that a major AAA, quote-unquote, Marvel product looks so rough. It looks like it needs another year. They wanted they they took the live service aspect out and still kept making the video game. And it just looks point. Like, what are you... They, what, they, they what? took the immersive sim Deus Ex team and said, make a Marvel action game. And they were like, excuse me? Yeah. And it shows... That's... That combat was at like 15 frames per second, and there was Star-Lord punching a giant jello cube. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, see, Yikes. part of that sentence on paper sounds fun. Mm-hmm. But in execution... In the context of Ratchet, it would have been good. Oh, the jello gun in Ratchet. Oh, yeah. they need that. But, uh, Fuck, yeah, man. that looked... That looked oh, and then the, the, the saw blade gun could slice the jello up. Ooh. <gasps> oh. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Anyways, we, Ratchet. We, we got to get into Clank. game dev. Yeah, we got to get into game dev. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We Jesus. But honestly, like, even before COVID happens, so much of E3 is just... It's just these companies fluffing up their shows with nothing. Um, we, we've had E3s where it's been, like, the usual really formulated, nice, tidy schedules, and it's come out with, like, two games, and we've watched for, like, seven hours. Yeah. Uh, this year, it felt like we didn't really watch much, but at least we... We got information about games that people cared about. Stuff came out of the woodworks that had been hiding away for a long time. Um, yeah, and there was some new stuff that looked interesting. A lot of indies have gone on the list for me. I think all in all, uh, you know, obviously we've ripped some of it apart because we're assholes. Sorry, <laughs> 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 um, Overall, you know, post-COVID, I think it was pretty good. I agree. Uh, yep. Pretty agree. good. Likewise. And, yep. you know, it, it technically, it's still a bit of a mess when it comes to the schedule. It might not be over when it comes to, you know, Sony show, whatever well, EA yeah. are showing. Yeah. And um, Microsoft had a really good show. It was the, like, it did. the best show they've had in, in a very, maybe in a decade. <laughs> because yeah. It really helps when no all games. their games are like a couple of dollars to, to play. Yeah. It really, yeah. really helps. Yeah. yeah. Well, and also like it, they have their own, it's games from Microsoft this time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and that's just going to keep continuing, which is exciting. It's it's nice to have someone other than Sony making video games again. Definitely. Yeah, it would have been nice to have Nintendo back, but you can't win them all. No, maybe next year. Maybe, maybe. next year. Yeah. Maybe 2023 though. And by know. next year we'll have Elden Ring, so everything will be okay. That's true. Yeah, no. I can't believe we're getting Dying Light 2 and Elden Ring back to back. In like Man. three weeks. Holy, I can't believe Elden Ring is coming shit. out. Holy shit. Yeah, in general. Can't believe that's actually holy a real video game. Shit. Kind of crazy. Yeah. Holy crazy. shit, dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, another year yeah. survived E3. Also, maybe tune into the next podcast 
in like three weeks because there listen, might be more stuff that have happened. Listen to him. I don't know. Listen to him sell yeah. on the podcast. Listen to them anyways. Oh, You're right. yeah. Go back. It's, uh, yeah, if you played, yeah, we play games over there and stuff <laughs> sometimes. I don't know. Well, if you played it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's, we played games. The, it's like, yeah, there's three years of stuff to listen to. Uh, if, yeah. You'll figure it out. Yeah. If you're desperate. Yeah, for real. Yeah, and inside every single podcast, mm-hmm. we've actually cut in an audio clipping of a code, which yes. when, on, uh, when put into Amazon gets you a PlayStation 5. Yeah, it's so true. So you have to listen to all of them, unfortunately. The, the DTHPS5ARG is available now through the end of the year. Uh, make sure that <laughs> you are participating yeah. and you uh, find all the secret websites in the nooks and crannies. And that uh, No one's claimed it yet. No one's claimed it yet. Only you can be the true winner. Uh, six five seven. Uh, what does that mean? I, I don't know. I had to go back and listen to the old episodes. <laughs> I'll listen to out. the rest of the episodes yeah. for this year. Yeah. The Halo Infinite four-hour review in November will have the final part of the mm-hmm. code. Four hours yeah. each, yeah. twelve hours altogether. Uh, li- oh yeah. Listen to that sure. one at point yeah. seven five speed just to <laughs> just to <slow laughs> really it stretch it out. Yeah. yeah. When it comes to uh, when it comes to mine and Jameson's roundup reviews. Probably won't be another one for a. Mm. I'm looking yeah, at my release well, date schedule here. Maybe the August, like once August is over, we'll maybe oh. do August September. You know, because September will have Death Loop. Mm. Oh my so, god, yeah. is that game coming out? Maybe. But I'm not. There's no way I'm saving like Psychonauts two, two months. We're going to talk about that stuff on the podcast. I guess yeah. like Kenna. Kenna's like kind of big. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. We'll but figure. yeah, it might be I a would while. say that it might be a while. Uh, obviously, when the holiday season starts, there will be quite a few of these uh, games are coming back, and it's going to be great. But until then, like we've said a thousand times, the best place to listen to more of this shit is on Defend the Podcast. Uh, we'll keep those coming. Uh, and apart from that, guys, have a good one. Thanks for talking. You're welcome. Have a good evening. I will. Until next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.